Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. The granddaddy of them all, the high holy days of the wrestling calendar, the showcase of the immortals. Are they more than just catchphrases and bu- marketing buzzwords, or would WWE deliver on their stadium-sized two-day double dip of professional wrestling, or would it fall flat? And... How about that other news that snuck in over the weekend and upended the entire industry in one fell swoop? We get into it all in this episode 129, our WrestleMania 39 review. So long and thanks for all the fisherman suplexes. I am your Uncle Todd and with me, as always, is the man who single-handedly saved WrestleMania 36 after they ran out of extension cords by holding two bare wires together for over four hours while the electricity flowed through his body. He has been my partner in ADC for over two decades and can now charbroil a stake in his armpit. I give you the man! They call Tim. 1.21 gigawatts. Marty. <laughs> Beat you to it on that one. <laughs> you did. You did. Well done, sir. How are you? Oh, well, it's been a mixed bag, sir. It's been a mixed yeah. bag, but we'll yeah. get into all of that. But uh, you know what? I'm on the right side of the grass. Um, you know, things are things are going all right. That's I'll, I'll, a heck of a way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta, just gotta start with a baseline. And that's it. I'm, oh. I'm not, I'm not laying with my arms, my hands crossed across my chest with a that's, big rock above me. That's uh, the line that Randy Savage should have uttered back in the day. You know, oh yeah, I'm on the right side of the grass, Mean Gene. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and people would have been like, exactly what grass is he talking about? <laughs> And it's like, well, it definitely isn't weed because you see how oh. intense that dude is. Either that oh, or yeah. my God, thank oh, God yeah. he was on the weed because otherwise he would have been totally unbearable. Indeed. Indeed. But how are you doing, sir? How is how are things at your palatial estate in Chicago land? Ah, very good. Very good. You know, just dealing with uh, all, all sorts of weather. We we started out at 70 this morning. We're down to about 39 now. Um, so we've had a 40 degree swing, I believe. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just lovely. Yeah, we're we're in that phase where we're gonna like warm up and then just stay warm. It it just it like it, when when the seasons change, this is not a gradual thing. It it happens over a matter of of a couple of days, and and yeah. once once we get into a certain you know fifties, uh, low fifties, high seventies sort of thing, we're we're locked in and, and moving forward. I just want to get there because I am sick of being cold. Yes, so. I I am not a fan of splinter. Uh, I'm no. not a fan of this like in between season uh, where yes. in the past couple of days here have been kind of I'm, I'm realizing this time of year that I am very much solar powered mm-hmm. because I get to a point of if there's no sunshine, I am just miserable because that means it's cold. If at least there's some sunshine, I can I can deal with it. But today was just rainy and drizzly and just mm-hmm. bleh, and I just yeah ain't having it. 
I ain't yeah. having it. No. Nope. Which which dovetails nicely into all of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> oh boy, we got a lot to get into, folks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a roller coaster. It has been a roller coaster of emotions these these last few days as as we've uh, taken in uh, WrestleMania 39, which is arguably one of probably the best WrestleManias. Um, yes, it's it very much a Dickensian. It was the best of times. It was oh, the gosh. worst of times, sort Hells, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stone, Stone Cold yeah. Under, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, it was one of the best. <laughs> Yeah, and there and there was some definitely some stiff shots fired uh, all across the weekend. My goodness, or, or but, stiff hamstrings that snapped apparently when uh, certain people did a leapfrog. <laughs> you know what? I have zero sympathy. I have zero sympathy. What we'll get we'll get to all oh that. Oh um, my gosh! However, first, usually what we do here is we have a little thing called the week in geek. However, um, it's we're, really we're scrapping the structure of this this oh, entire yeah. show for, Essentially, for one reason. <laughs> Essentially, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's just get this right out in the open. This is our therapy session right now. Um, our binky is being taken away from us, and uh, we're not happy. Not, no, not happy at all. Um, usually, we have the week in geek. However, uh, this is like more like the week in misery. So uh, instead of <laughs> instead of wig, we have whim. And um, well, uh, as we know, there is one person who runs things via whim, and. Uh-huh. Uh, his initials uh, would happen to be VKM. Um, mm-hmm. Sir, would you tell us what news we'll be talking about before we get to our WrestleMania 39 review? Yes, leapfrogging over the event. Uh, it was announced Monday morning uh, that Endeavor, the parent company of UFC, uh, is buying WWE and they will merge uh, the iconic brand with their mixed martial arts promotion uh, to form a new publicly traded company, which apparently, according to this article, uh, their their stock ticker symbol is going to be TKO. <laughs> which is the only thing about this entire scenario that at least got a vague smile from me. Yes. Yes. So Endeavor uh, will own 51% of this uh, new corporation with WWE shareholders owning the remainder. It's estimated the enterprise is valued at $21 billion, UFC making up roughly 12 and WWE 9. Uh, and so, yeah, it is uh, It is official. Vince has sold WWE. It is no longer a family-owned uh, business. It is uh, now corporately owned. Uh, he is... Uh, still in charge. He is going to be, he's going to serve as the uh, company's executive chairman uh, and a new 11 person board will be formed with Endeavor getting one more seat than WWE. So he is now uh, back in charge uh, corporately. Uh, and as we'll get into uh, the other C word creatively, <laughs> which is kind of where the, the roller coaster goes flying off the tracks. <laughs> We're just like, what in God's name is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, that was the big news Monday morning. And, uh, and, and sorry, not, not to cut you off, but just to jump into how that parlayed into Monday evening, um, which we will talk about uh, toward the end of the episode. But uh, it, it became very clear, even though uh, during interviews, Vince stated that he will uh, you know, be a part of creative at a very high level and not get into the weeds. Uh, apparently, Monday night's uh, Raw broadcast had his fingerprints all over it. <laughs> and, yes, yes, it did. Uh, and to the to to the tune of like, I, I watched a little bit of it, and I saw uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out, 
and not knowing anything about what was going on and, and, and realizing what was happening, they seemed a little deflated. And so I was kind of like, what's going on? They should be flying high. And I'm like, and then it just became clear why there might be some, some deflation. So anyways, uh, your, your thoughts on this sale, sir, and, and how it is, you know, causing you uh, great, great pains of, of agony and, and torture. So, I just want to say right out front, ladies and gentlemen, that normally we are a very uh, well, not very, but we're you know we're pseudo family friendly. We are mm-hmm. we're a we are a TV PG. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! I'm a try. I'm a, I'm a, I'm really gonna try here, folks. Um, filter. Use the filter. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be possible. So I will I will do my best in post-production to um, to perhaps uh, make sure I catch any naughty words that I throw out. Uh, however, I cannot make any promises that I'll catch them all. So uh, that Release is your warning. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is quite depressing for me uh, because, mm. uh, as I think I'm well-documented on this show, I was out of pro wrestling for quite a while. I, I just mm-hmm. didn't watch it. I couldn't watch any more of it. Um, we had talked about it, you know, a couple of years ago, and then we really just kind of lost track of it because it got so ridiculous. I don't think either one of us really had much inkling to talk much about it. Yeah. And then yeah. when, uh, of course, all of the uh, poop hit the fan with uh, with Vinnie Mac there nine, ten months ago. And he stepped down, and 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 Paul Levesque, uh, aka Triple H, took over creative com- completely. All of a sudden, things started getting better, or if mm-hmm. not better, they at least made sense. Yeah, which I'll take that. You know, yeah. I don't, it doesn't have to be perfect, but at least if it makes sense, then I can at least you know I can muddle my way through it. When things just don't make sense and they're not even entertaining and you're like, oh, a third grader wrote this, but it wasn't a third grader. It was a third grader who somehow got a hold of his dad's meth. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it a little it, it, what I'm saying is it hinders your enjoyment of said entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really enjoying the past few months. Like I was actually watching the when I could the Monday and the Friday night shows, which I hadn't done in forever. Um, and I was catching the, the pay-per-views or premium live events or whatever the crap they're calling them. And I was enjoying it. Like, I really felt like they were doing some really good work. It felt like good storytelling, good storytelling. It felt like there was some care taken with it. It felt like the, it actually, it felt like the, the wrestlers themselves were actually taking more pride in what they were doing. It seemed like they were more invested in what Mm -hmm. was going on. Yeah. So to now realize that everything is going to revert back to mm-hmm. the way it was structure wise and that it, in fact, it is going to get worse because there's one thing that we know no one else can have a good idea uh, except for Vinny. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't Vinny's idea and it succeeds, it must be hunted down, cornered and killed and then displayed for public viewing as an example to everyone else that no one else is allowed to have good ideas except for Mr. McMahon. 
Well, and and who who's better connected to pop culture and 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 you know the the trends of the times than a late seventies year old man? <laughs> yes, uh, who has you know a, a late seventies year old man who is extraordinarily wealthy and who probably doesn't even wipe himself anymore. He probably has an, a designated wiper at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, both from a I can afford it and well I need it standpoint, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, which is great. Uh, and and the fact is Vince has always had a, a, a very sophomoric sense of humor, anyways. So it, it's not like you know that's anything new. It's only gotten worse and more out of touch. So this is it's very depressing to be like oh and here's a thing that I enjoyed and now just from the standpoint of quality, mm-hmm. I am. I'm not going to watch this anymore because I know that it's going to go back to the way it was. And in fact, it's going to get worse because he is going to bury everybody that that Triple H was kind of pushing and bringing along. Any ideas that were his are going to be just completely torn down and thrown out because that's what he did with NXT. As soon as Triple H had his heart thing, oh, let's change everything. Mm-hmm. because yep. he's out of the way and this was really good and people were liking it and it can't be good if it didn't come from my brain so let's change it all after after Triple H had led that company NXT for several years and it was producing probably some of the most you know compelling storylines um to to the tune of uh i'm i'm not gonna get my years right either 2016 or 2017 somewhere in that range tommaso champa and johnny gargano splitting up as a tag team in in one of the most vicious ways possible and champa comes running comes comes out to to basically the 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 blow-off match with no theme music at all it is completely silent and all you can hear are the chorus of boos from the crowd because they hate him so much for what he did to his partner. Mm-hmm. Like that is telling emotional stories and getting people invested. Like when you can get an entire stadium of people to f- make you forget the fact that this guy's walking out to no music at all. <laughs> yes. Is, is just creativity at its finest. And we were, we were seeing, um, you know, I, I mean, case in point is Sami Zayn, you know, the, 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 the Sami Zayn bloodline, story that started last year and ran its course all the way through WrestleMania was just masterful storytelling. And Mm -hmm. it was just, yeah, it's, it's all going away, folks. It's all going away. And so there's that part, you know, that's the entertainment part in a larger sense though. What, what, what sticks in my craw, you might say, is that essentially this scumbag, uh, this 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 human being, who has paid millions of dollars um, for to uh, for for people to go away, essentially uh, because he either uh, I, I I believe at least one of these relationships was consensual, but it doesn't sound like a whole lot of the others were mm-hmm. or, or or wanted, and that there's actually a lot of other accusations that have been swirling around for many years. Um, and, and for those of you who are like, well, you know, you never got to be. Yeah, because you pay millions of dollars to make something a go away when you're innocent. OK, yeah, you believe that one. I've got a bridge from our last episode over in Newington that I'd like to sell you. Um, 
So it's an intercontinental belt in the river. <laughs> yeah, if you can go find it, go right ahead. It's yours. Um, but the fact that this chucklehead is coming out of this as a winner. I can't even express to you how disgusted I am. The fact that one in the first article I read about this, it might be the one that you were talking about. I can't remember because I've, I've read and watched a couple videos on this. So it's all kind of melding together. I don't know. I don't have my sources straight, but for, but for one of the articles to have said to have actually referred to it as a comeback story. Oh, I know. I know. For Vince. Yeah. Made me actually ill. Like I yeah. felt sick in my stomach. And I got yep. I got nothing to do with it. Like I don't know any of these people involved. I'm not close. I, like I'm not in the business or anything like that. But it made me sick to my stomach because I'm like, here's another person who, just by virtue of the fact that they're rich, they're going to escape accountability, as you so well put it uh, mm-hmm. in, in our in our chat stream. Because I was definitely not as coherent or uh, articulate as you were. Um, but yet another chucklehead who just happens to be rich mm-hmm. is escaping accountability infuriates me and the fact that not only does he not only does he walk away with his money and he's got more money than he ever knows what to do with for the rest of his miserable stinking bastard life that he's gonna live and we all know again that he'll live for friggin ever because i've said it before and i did it as a joke (laughs) and now i'm not it's not even a joke it's a friggin prediction because we just know that this jackhole is going to be wandering the earth as a head in a friggin jar past that past the apocalypse even the zombies will have died out and he'll be rolling around hey pal uh, talking to the cockroaches trying to get trying to get them into matches so he can screw them over too and probably try and grab a female cockroach's ass he is looking more like walt disney these days and you know it's probably angling for that uh, don't even even get me started on that so (laughs) that mustache oh don't don't even bring walt into this he he is he's like a discount meth version of howard hughes and so he but the fact that this guy not only is he walking away with his money his position is even more entrenched than it ever was Mm mm-hmm I I I I I am I am I feel like I'm I'm heading into this like this is what Lewis Black feels like all the time I guess like I'm I'm fo- so full of outrage and yet mm-hmm. just I I I I I'm I feel like I might have a stroke at any moment is that normal is that I mean can someone get Lewis Black can, can we possibly get, Patrick can you get Lewis Black on the phone for me the, L, L- E, you know what? Never mind. I can't. I. Are you cooking fish again? Oh boy, you're cooking hamburger, it and is it smells Wednesday. fish night. It smells like fish. How old is that hamburger? You know what? Never mind. Just open a window, would you? Well, and and you also so, have to feel for. Oh, sorry, you're going to. Oh, no, no, going. no, no. Please take uh, take it away. I, I, I was just going to jump in with with something. Is, is you're talking about the you know the the shifting creative. Um, you know, one of the the the, the constant kind of themes over the last couple of days that I've been you know just reading from from sites that I, I frequent that report on the business is just how low morale was at Raw, um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that there was a level of trust with, with triple H that there was, um, you know, real progress that had been made. There, there was talent that were, was brought back that were you know, we're, we're not valued when, when Vince McMahon was in charge. And now 
uh, now they have to go through all that that emotional. You know, I'm trying to think of the talent themselves who, you know, yes, they're stars and yes, they get paid, you know, great money to be those stars. But my God, like they may be out of work in a couple months if this if this chucklehead just, you know, oh, hey, buddy, uh, uh, those shoes are those boots are made for walking. You know, I mean, that that. Well, and, th- and also that's keep in mind, like thing, because he's, these he guys has no imagination with some of these people. He has no idea yeah. how to use them. Like Bronson Reed, for example, big man was let go because Vince had no nothing to do with him. He he hadn't he, he didn't know what to do with the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to be on the chopping block again if if Vince is really in charge uh, as are several others and you know not to mention some of them you know it sounds like some of them just have a moral issue with him too which as you just eloquently covered is a problem you know um because oh, this isn't a comeback yeah. story like you know he came back from an illness or something like that he came back from some really bad choices he made and 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 they impacted you know people and those people will forever be impacted so um so anyway, so I I just think and that's the just talent. the ones we know about. Yeah, right. That's the ones we know about. Right. That's the ones that we have yeah. receipts for the fact that he paid them. So, yeah, and 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 you could see some fingerprints in WrestleMania as well. Like it's it's been coming out now. Like like one personality I was looking forward to seeing because uh, he'd been talking about having an LA moment was LA Knight, who who is a, a great talker. You know, he's he's one of those wrestlers who's kind of in the latter end of his career, but but he's he's just had a tremendous surge in popularity and just has taken everything that the company's given him and, and turned it into gold. And apparently they they were going to do a Bobby Lashley thing with him and. All of a sudden, they decided not to, and Vince Vince was not a fan of LA Knights, so <laughs> it was just yeah. like, here we go, you know. Once again, it's it's we're 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 going to take really talented people who, if you could just give them a freaking opportunity, would do some great things, and here we go. So yeah, and and this, <sighs> the thing is, like, all you need to know, what the actually the most puzzling thing that I can't believe is the fact that Shane was on WrestleMania. Yeah, I, because, I, I don't get it because Shane is I think he's he's like the Billy Martin of WWE. Like he's been fired yeah. and kicked to the curb <laughs> more times That's than anyone else. Analogy. <laughs> and yet he keeps coming back. They keep bringing him back and he keeps doing this and then he's gone again. It's like, oh, Billy, 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 Billy. At least at least friggin Steph had the, you yeah. know, was like, you know, she quit. And then Vince quit and she came back. Yeah. And then as soon as he came back, she was like, and I am out. Yeah. Um, the thing is like what is what is just in some ways is unfathomable and what kind of starts revealing like exactly who who vince is is the fact that it doesn't seem like his children want too much to do with him well his wife his wife ex-wife whatever sure as hell doesn't want anything to do with him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he has he he is such a control freak and such a like narcissist like narcissist that like he's never handing this thing over. That yeah. was never in the cards, and I, and, and yeah. I'm and I'm sure he's like, well, they didn't want it. So well, probably because you've mistreat you've, you've kind of shat on them for the past twenty years. Like, yeah, yeah they, they probably didn't want anything to do with it, you know, because also they probably knew that you would you would still be there yapping in their ear. Yeah, you know, so it's like, like the whole head in the jar thing. Like, I sincerely believe if if, if there was technology that this guy could do, he would. I think it's like cryogenics. Oh my gosh! He refrigerate he, himself. Oh, it's just boots are made for walking. Now draw me money. <laughs> a despicable human being. I mean, that, even LA Knight. Uh, 
even LA Knight coming out with the Miz, like that would have been something entertaining to watch because they're both really good on the microphone. You know what I mean? And it would I mean, don't get me wrong. The backup of Snoop was actually quite good. You know what I mean? Like like Snoop Dogg can't run the ropes to save him, you know, to save a damn. But my God, when he went when the, the, like that man just he, he reached heights I didn't think he could reach when he dropped that elbow. <laughs> well, I mean, he probably doesn't remember he did it, but sure, he was it was great. <laughs> Oh, I'd, I'd love to understand, though, if Miz called that or or like because because I, I did read some some stuff that like that was really off the cuff. Like, I can't tell if Miz called something or if Snoop just, you know, kind of like like just said, hey, like, let's just do this or whatever. And and just in oh, real it was a time hell of an improv, if it he, was he and the Miz, I mean, Miz did a great job of just going with it. And then um, and then, yeah, when when he went to run the ropes, that was really funny. It was just like, oh, my gosh, the, the daintiest <laughs> sort of rope running i've ever seen someone do well i mean lita was a close second um we'll get yeah, to that yeah but uh anyway sorry i didn't mean to distract but yeah it's it, it's unfortunate and uh yeah i mean i you know i i've gotten away from aew you know myself just you know just schedule and time and everything i just haven't really been able to watch it i kind of fell out of it a little bit with all the cm punk drama that happened because he, he was a big reason i was watching that um but uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting the next couple of weeks to see how things go. Oh, the other thing I was going to say, too, is it's going to be interesting if some of the columnists I read start commenting on <laughs> using the word comment a lot on the commentators, because that was, as you mentioned, Vince was a control freak. Mm-hmm. Vince was like people don't realize this. He is in he's on the, the gorilla position headphones, I think, barking instructions to the announcers as they're trying to announce. So imagine trying oh, yeah. to call a show while you have that guy in your ear throughout the entire thing telling you what to say i i would lose my mind um mm-hmm. personally but uh but that's another facet of it and i'm curious to see oh yeah we're starting to notice the commentaries shifting back to what it once was which was just vince telling them what to say because because <sighs> cole you know Corey graves and michael cole were, were getting a lot of praise from fans as they were able to finally start you know improvising and, and kind of bringing their own personality into commentating um which, you know, Cole for years has bored me to tears, but you know, he was making some great calls during some of the Gunther matches last year when, when he was really, when he first won the title and he was, it, they were kind of setting up that story of this being, you know, reminding the fan base of how that belt was the worker's belt and, you know, how he was, you know, he and Sheamus and, and some of the other, you know, opponents he had just the, the history behind it and the significance of it. And, and Cole actually did a really good job of, mm-hmm. of bringing that out because he had the freedom to finally talk and be himself, you know, and, yep. and now we're going to go back to, you know, oh, draw me money, you know, that, that, well, that the thing is, and here's what's really, uh, I caught myself there. Here's what's infuriating. <laughs> it would, it's Sorry. one thing if you're a complete jackhole, but mm. at least you're good at it. You're good right. at your job. It's like right. it's like Jackie Mason used to say. He's like, I always like Nixon because I appreciate a good crook who knows his business. You know, like at least <laughs> I, like at, it doesn't make you any better. It doesn't make the situation any better. But at least you could understand it because it's right. like, OK, you're getting results. So therefore, you think being a jackhole is the reason you get the results. So therefore, at least in your mind, you're justified. Like there's some sort of logic there. But as we know, with Vince, nothing has to make sense because right. money. Ah, And so the stuff he's doing isn't really drawing money. 
Right. Like right. it's not like it's setting the ratings on fire. It's not like it's dr- like their house shows were not doing that well. Their ratings weren't. I mean, like it 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 was not drawing money. No. And here's what's going to be telling is next week when Raw airs and they look at the ratings on Tuesday morning. Of course, Raw's ratings from this week were extraordinarily high because they were coming off of a really great show. Mm -hmm. They were coming off of a controversial ending to the main event, which, you know, I'm sure people were curious about, uh, disheartened, but probably curious. And so it just had all the markers of... And, and and traditionally, the Raw after WrestleMania, you know, you, you have some NXT call-ups. You might have a debut of, of you know, maybe someone from AEW or, or some, you know, well-known kind of on the independence kind of wrestler shows up. None of that. It, it is It has been universally across all the different wrestling sources I typically, you know, will read, universally panned and called one of the worst Raws after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though it did boku ratings this week i'm wondering if they're gonna crater big time next week because there's probably gonna be a segment of the fan base is like forget like us there's gonna be like forget this like all the things that were like everything you've been saying everything we've been talking about all the good things all the positives that have been happening since the fall when he was unceremoniously you know you know shipped out the door um are are probably going to start getting undone and and it's going to be uh, unfortunate because there's a lot of, you know, talent, there's a lot of promise there and, uh, and some great stories being told. And, you know, Vince is on the record, I shouldn't say on the record, but, you know, through, you know, back channels and, and, you know, some of these columnists that I read, you know, have connections into the locker rooms and stuff like that. Vince has made decisions purposely to just mess with the fans. Like, like that, that is his Mm -hmm. thinking. Like he, he doesn't care if he makes a choice that is the antithesis of what they want. He'll do it because he just wants to spite. You know, he he will, and, and again, we'll see what happens with Cody Rhodes, but he will make sure that the Rhodes name probably never wears the WWE championship because he just wants to stick it to the Rhodes because he didn't create Dusty and Dusty, you know, did his own thing in a different promotion and wasn't loyal to him. And it was, it's stupid, it's petty, and it's childish, but that's how he operates, unfortunately. So, um so yeah, so unfortunately, this is the direction we're going in. It seems like, yep. So and, and, to, and I agree. Oh, you oh, know, right. Just what you were saying, I, I I agree that it's probably you know I'm probably going to start going back to just reading about it online here. You know, if if storylines, if if by some crazy thing it isn't a total shift in in the direction we think, you know, I I might you know peek into it. But honestly, I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of watching it from afar at this point. Yep. So to sum up, Vince is back. WWE is sold. His mustache is creepy. Fuck that guy. Fuck his mustache. <laughs> fuck everything about him, and then fuck him again for good measure. <laughs> and the fil- I was about to compliment you on the filter, and then it all went to hell. <sighs> I feel so much better, though. I mean, not really, but it does, for a moment, it felt good. Well, all right. So, shall, in, shall, shall we talk about at least the 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 last gleam of hope before yeah. the, the, the back the before we knew that in. everything was was going to hell in a handbasket when we were still optimistic and dewy eyed about this whole thing? Let's try oh, and shift gosh. back into that mentality. So, indeed, indeed. Enough about that. Let's at least talk about what was overall a very good, not very good, a really good uh, 
WrestleMania. Top and notch. It, just, and it's just, really difficult because it's, I mean, two, yeah. eight hours. Yeah. Well, not eight hours, but I mean, that's including like the presser at the end and all that stuff. But I mean, you've got like what? At least seven. Yeah. Seven hours worth of, of wrestling it back to by. back. It flew. Like I watched it live Saturday night and Sunday night. And honestly, when it came time to the main event, I'm like, holy moly, it is already time for the main event. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, everything was just hitting on all cylinders and the talent was just just doing incredible. It, it was just really, really incredible. Yeah. And I, I should probably point this out. So I didn't I didn't watch Saturday Saturday Night Live because well, not Saturday Night Live because I, <laughs> I don't watch Saturday Night Live. Um, well, you were live Saturday night, just not in the way that Saturday Night Live sounds. <laughs> All the way live, baby. It's all the way live. It was it was a good thing. It was it was great. Um, but so I didn't watch the Saturday night WrestleMania uh, as it was happening because I had a gig with my band. So I got mm-hmm. done with my gig at about midnight. Uh, luckily, it was it was basically a home game. It was like ten minutes from my house, so I was home by twelve thirty. Got a shower, uh, and I was like, you know, I'm not really tired. I, I'll watch a little bit of Mania, just catch up. Before I knew it, I had watched like an hour and a half and it's like it's creeping up on two thirty in the morning. I'm like, I got to go to bed. But it just it it did. It just flew by. I wanted to keep watching because it was just it really held my interest. I mean, that's saying something when I'm I'm watching that at like one in the morning. Yeah. You know, and then I, I watched Sunday all the way live. So that was good. And the same sort of thing. Like it just it really did it. it they kept it moving. Um, and even there was some d- definitely there were some parts where I was like, yeah, we really did not need that segment, but okay, whatever. The 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 quality of the matches seemed to to balance it out enough that I didn't really care about that much. I I kind of forgot about it. So yeah, it yeah. was a really good show. I mean, for that much programming to put together, they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so how do you want to how do you want to run through this? Why don't you call us uh call us through this with uh these segments, sir? All right, I will do so. So WrestleMania 39 night one out of emanating from SoFi Stadium in uh, Inglewood. Uh, First segment, and I call it segment because it was not a match, was uh, Miz and Snoop Dogg were kind of like the the hosts, I guess, who who popped in from time to time. And uh, they they were actually pretty good. You know, I actually liked it. I I, I thought Snoop brought a little... uh, little more emotion than snoop normally does uh just because he's you know usually in that snoop state that he's in so (laughs) he's he's usually medicated (laughs) but no he just just exuding the coolness uh oh yeah it was was very nice it was was, oh and kevin hart can't forget kevin hart doing the cold open Mm -hmm. um just just doing a a phenomenal job so so just a great way to get the crowd amped up and one thing i really like so i'm going to transition into the into the opening match one well, thing actually, I, really... I want to I want to get your I want to get your opinion oh. on something first because yeah. I was blown away. Yes. By I was absolutely blown away by the stage and the set. Mm-hmm. Jai freaking gigantic. Yes. Holy crap! And I I love the I I just I thought it was one of the best sets I've ever seen at a pay per view. Like mm-hmm. they spent a couple bucks on that, and then I'm also looking at them like that's a long ass walk to the ring. That that's is a long way. Oh <laughs> like yeah. They need to. They need to bring back the little ring carts like they had for WrestleMania <laughs> three. It's like, oh my good good God, that's a long way. Like I yeah. love how when they did the multi tag team uh matches, like they would get halfway down the ramp and then it's like, all right, and your music is done. Next yes. like right. we gotta move this thing along. Keep it going. I picture like someone at Gorilla, like when they're doing like the like when the bridesmaids are coming out at a wedding, they're like, all right, go and go yeah. and yeah. go. 
left yeah. foot first left foot first you know it's like oh it was great but yeah, yeah i what'd you think Do you, i mean were you equally impressed or are you so much a veteran that you're just yeah like, no, oh, no right. i i was impressed i mean i i it was very awing at first to see and and same thing you know i had the same thought i'm like that ramp is super long so i you know and, 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 and pretty steep angle too like that was yeah that was like that is not wheelchair compliant the engineer <laughs> in me was looking at that saying i really hope they timed out how long it takes everyone to walk up to the ring because oh yeah you, you could run out of time because of all the entrances but um but no, no, it, it was super impressive. Um, really cool. I so so just getting into the opening match, like one thing I really liked was as they transitioned from you know, Snoop and Miz kind of kicking things off, um, Austin Theory's music kicks in and you, you kind of see this this uh this you know, it, it wasn't a curtain, but but some kind of panel start to rise and, and you see he's standing behind it with his back oh, to yeah. the crowd. And then they flip around to a, a camera shot of him just kind of like standing there just talking a bunch of smack or just maybe pumping himself up. But what an amazing visual as that panel is coming up and you see the humanity behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it, it was just a very cool it just set a very cool tone for me. Oh, yeah, and like um, the modern like NFL stadiums yeah. are so friggin' steep. Like yeah. the seating, it just it feels like it's actually like it feels like it's actually like I know this is not the case, but it feels like it's bending over the field. Like it feels yeah. like everything is leaning forward. I'm like mm-hmm. it, it sweaty palms yeah. just thinking about being in that upper deck. No thank yeah. you. No thank you. I yeah. got to pay for the good seats or I'm just going to pee myself the entire 4 hours. <laughs> So, yeah, so so that was really impressive, but I, I thought it was a nice, you know, they, they didn't do that with anyone else, obviously, because it was probably just a, a unique shot, but it really, you know, again, these are the little things that I think set the tone for the, the talent that are about to be showcased. And so you mm-hmm. just got this, It for, for me, it, I'm thinking in my head, cool shot, but with it being theory, I'm just like okay, this is kind of a cool way to bring him in. They're treating him like a big time star, not some, you know, guy who's holding the belt that scene is going to smack around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it just gave it a good feel to, to the match. It didn't treat him like some lesser talent. He, he really came out looking like a big deal. Um, looking like that young guy who's, you know, trying to, you know, prove a point. And, uh, and so, yeah, so it was, it was excellent. Um, during that time, Corey Graves pointed out, uh, Cole, sorry, Michael Cole, uh, 22nd WrestleMania for him. 22nd. I, I'm like, dang, Cole's been around for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So what I so thought that, it was what I thought it was good about the intro, yeah. going off of what you're saying, is by putting theory first and giving him that like special angle and kind of really going for it there, it really did put him on a it it made him feel equal to Cena. Because if he comes yeah, out time. after Cena, yep. it, it doesn't feel as because you know that Cena's gonna get the gigantic pop. So they yes. kind of acknowledged yeah. that, but they gave Austin Theory kind of this moment. That was yep. his to kind of make it feel more equal. It wasn't like, oh, and well, we got to have a first match. So here's the curtain jerker match. It came out right. and it's like, this is kind of special. Yeah. And and it's it again, it's that little attention to detail that I thought was was really cool with that. I agree. Absolutely. Um, really enjoyed the stuff they did where with the make a wish kids and, and oh, seeing it coming out. And, and I didn't know I was going to cry at like 1 a.m. when I started watching this. I was like, come on. Yeah, no, it, it was very cool. And and just, you know, a great showcase of the the, the work he's done, you know, with mm. that organization. Um, I, I do believe he is the standalone celebrity who has granted the most wishes 
Yeah, um, something like six hundred or something. Yeah, wasn't during it? his heyday, he he just he he was doing it all with that organization, and and so just a lot of great work. Impressive intro, uh, by the way, for Cino down the ramp. He ran the ramp. Oh, and it, and the and the GI Joe graphics. Yes, yes, love that. As a as a kid who grew up in the eighties, I saw that. I'm like, no way! I want yep. that T-shirt. Like, I don't even like John Cena. I don't. I could care less about him. But I'm like, I want that T. I want like all this that stuff. That was fan. Yeah, that that oh, was, was fantastic. Great. That was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and the cardio too of like him sprinting down. I was like, dang. Yeah. This is a, I, you have me do that, and I would be. I would have pulled a Shane halfway down the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been me. <laughs> Uncle Todd would have ran halfway down and then rolled the rest. <laughs> well, either, it would have been one of those two. I either I either torn a quad or I would have like, <laughs> like oh, oh, and here comes gosh. the challenger ass over tea kettle and oh. <laughs> he hit the ring post. All right, we're gonna need medical attention out here. Oh, that's um, good. One of the first one of the first notes I have there is I just I still can't get over it, and I've probably said it a bunch of times. What? A gorgeous championship belt. Oh yeah, is the United States championship? Hundred percent gorgeous. It 100%. is. Oh, I I dare say it is near perfection mm-hmm. in terms of a championship belt. I yeah. I cannot. I would have to sit there with a with a with a magnifying glass and at least four hours to examine it fully to probably find a fault. I yeah. I can't. I've it's so it's it looks better than either of the championship belts. Far better than the the tag belts only belt that can probably come close is the intercontinental just for the fact of its simplicity yeah um yeah, but yeah u.s title is i think right now is the cadillac of championship belts anywhere. i would agree uh what i thought you were going to say because because this this takes some getting used to for me is is john cena with hair grown out just just oh yeah it takes weird. used to <laughs> and then the bald spot in the back too it's yes, like, dude. yes when he had the chin lock on and his head's down uh, i'm like uh, john, i mean wel- welcome to welcome to the world we all live in <laughs> yeah and i mean ladies and gentlemen we're not gonna we're not trying to like we're not trying to really throw a lot of shade at john no. because i mean i think I it's mean, well I established I, I exactly I, I am i am bald so i and, i am 100 i've got the group. i've got the receding hairline that every time i go to the barber i'm like why 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 are you trimming the front it's already trimming itself <laughs> You know, I'm 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 probably a year or two away from just going, OK, and now it's time to just buzz all of this back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it is it is weird. Like it's just seeing Cena now is a little bit weird because obviously he's not as jacked as he used to be either. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hey, he's also like 45, 46 at this point. He's like, you know, yep. he's approaching my age. It's like, dang. Just I know. To be able to, he, but the fact is, like, man, he was he actually looked really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I no, was. I, he didn't look like surprised. he missed a beat at all. No, I mean, well, he looks. I mean, he looks a step slower, of course, because he's he's freaking old now by yeah. by athletic standards. But I mean, he, but taking that into account, he looked really good, and I really liked how man they they made like t- they made theory look strong in this match. Well, that, like, that, that was the note I was going to talk about. Like he he controls most of this match. When Cena starts to rally, he then pulls out some dirty tactics. Like he, I I do have a comment here. Theory going to the Mike Tyson school of ear chomping. Apparently, yes. Uh, you went for the he, Tyson he, heat. <laughs> yes, working the Tyson heat. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was a great touch. You know, with him controlling the match, um, frustrating Cena whenever he would try to make a comeback. Loved how he was just showboating. 
you know, in, 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 you know, th- throughout the match and as he had that control. And then it was kind of setting up a sequence where it looked like, you know, there might be a surprise Cena win. Um, I will say they mic the ring really well because during one, one point, I don't uh-huh. know if you picked up on this, Cena calls the- out sleeper. <laughs> yes. I had that down as a note. Audible call for sleeper. I'm like, okay, we, we can turn some of those mics down now. <laughs> And the fact is, it continued through the rest of the show because there was a couple other times that, uh, specifically, yeah, in the in the main event for night one, yes, uh, towards the end, I heard Kevin Owens uh, call for the 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 super kick, yeah, when he was in the corner. I'm like, come yep. on, guys, you yeah, can, let's br- bring Drop the tell. fader down, <laughs> bring the fader down a little. <laughs> but yeah, they they did a good job of even though I mean I kind of knew I'm like, there's no way Cena is winning the belt. Yeah, but they did it. They did a fair job of of kind of pulling you in enough to make you go, well, maybe. I mean, and what would gave, that look like? Yeah, you and, know? and they gave Cena the moment where where he did have the submission and Theory was tapping, but the ref was out, and then they mm-hmm. gave you know Theory the you know the victory, and 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 really was a great example of how you pass the torch. I mean, it was an opening mm-hmm. match, but it made theory, you know, Austin theory look strong, um, look strong as a champion. And it was, you know, it was John Cena who, you know, at this stage, he's not going to be wrestling a whole lot more. And so this, this was a good showcase of, of him, you know, it was nice nostalgia bringing him back. And, and it was good for him to, you know, put over a younger, you know, a lot of people comparing Austin theory to him. I mean, he, he, he has the build, um, he's developing the personality now, you know, and he, he's, he's getting more of a, uh, you know, not, not seeming so, you know, kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not fragile on the mic, but just, just, you know, there, there's certain talent when they first come in that just, they, they, they seem really either nervous or stiff. Tentative. Yeah. And, and Austin theory has grown a lot over the last year and, and is really kind of finding his voice. And so, uh, so yeah, so I, I thought it was a great opening match. I gave this one three and a half stars, uh, felt it was definitely above average. Um, but, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't blow my, you know, blow me away, knock my socks off kind of thing. Um, but, but it was, it was a really, for an opening match, it was strong and, and I thought it, it served its purpose well. Uh, I actually I was blown away by it uh, for an opening match featuring uh, a dude who is in his mid 40s who don't wrestle no more. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. I gave it four stars. Oh, I, I wow. think it, it was uh, for a match that I really didn't have high expectations for. And is the opening match, you know, of and, and that felt like the the conclu- the the conclusion was already known like mm-hmm. again if, if, if cena wins the belt he's losing it the next night on raw because Cena right. is not coming back full time right um, right i thought they did a fantastic job telling the story and, and actually for a couple moments making you scratch your head and go okay well how does this work if they have cena win like you know right. how you know i yep. think they did a good job with that and i i had a lot of i thought it was a fun match and it was it was very well done so yeah four stars solid for me all right, I'm, I'm entering it into the uh, the outline here because I want to compare our ratings later on. Excellent. All right. Oops. Hold on a second. Would you, now what are you oopsing? No, I, I, I put four stars in the Miz and Snoop Dogg intro uh, segment box. Ah, so. uh, yes. I would I would give that two stars. I was not as impressed. I, oh, well, see, I, give, I, it two, I, give it two and a half. Give it two I, and a half. I, I gave it three. It's down the middle. It's it's neither here nor there. I didn't yeah. need it. The, uh, the national anthem I thought was... Uh, not national anthem. Uh, God bless America. Yeah. Or no, was it? No, was it God? No, it's America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was America the Beautiful. Yeah. I not impressed by um, 
night one. I thought night two, um, the female singer was after night one. Whoever that, it was, that, the, the female singer the, was night one. Okay, I, I thought she was good. Night two, I was not impressed by the dude. Okay, um, just in case anyone's wondering. All right. Uh, next match: Fatal Four Way Men's Tag: uh, Strowman and uh, Braun Strowman Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders Ivar and Eric with Valhalla uh, versus Alpha Academy. Shush! Uh, Otis and Gable. Uh, Otis, you mean? Otis, yes. <laughs> Otis and Gable, uh, and then Street Profits Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins uh, really should have been rebranded as the train wreck high spot Orama that it was. <laughs> oh, I I like this match. I had, oh no, I, no, I, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a I mean it was very high spot heavy, but it was super entertaining as a match. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I thought it was interesting that they. I didn't remember it being announced as a no DQ, but they made sure they mentioned that because okay. like there yeah. was so much happening, and I I kind of put that in the margin. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, it was it was yeah. You're definitely right. It was spot heavy, but I thought they did a good job of of again making that all kind of fit into somewhat of a story. Yeah. Um, but right off the bat, the first note that I had was uh was Chad Gable's roll through German suplex. Oh on Strowman. Yes. I was like, okay, well, we have uh we have a new, like functionally strongest dude on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was impressive. That was yeah. impressive. Yeah, that was that was good. And I mean, I I feel like again, like not to go back to things that are going to happen, but I like again, like Strowman Ricochet feels like a something that would not have happened yeah uh a long yeah. time ago and it but it works like those two actually are, are a really fun team to watch you yeah. know and and you know they, they 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 put the spotlight on each team at a different point and and certain individual you know like ricochet i thought had a great showing because ricochet mm-hmm. is is that entertaining guy who just does amazing things with his body i mean he just flies through the air in ways that you know, you just don't normally see um, other other wrestlers do, and so it was just it makes really... you question whether they're using real time CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought, he and Gable had a great start, good back and forth there. Um, uh, Otis bulldozing Ricochet. I mean, Ricochet sells so well; it is just oh, yeah. he looks like he's getting like shot three quarters of the time. I mean, it's just like the way. Well, he how much just you have to bounces. sell when Otis hits you? You know. <laughs> I'm getting a little concerned about Otis, though. I mean, he's starting to show a little like Yokozuna, you know, kind of growing in size gradually here. It's like, dude, yeah. come on. You know, like, let's watch the diet. Let's not have you do some, you know, some some bad things to yourself here. Because he is literally round at this point, like very pumpkin like. It's not yeah. good. No. Yeah. And, but but I mean, such an entertaining guy, though, you know, in the ring. I mean, he, he's he's great on the mic. He's great. in You know, he, he does some great stuff in the ring. But yeah, I'm just I'm looking at him like he looks bigger than I remember him. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then at one point you had all of the big boys were coming off the top rope. I remember because oh, we right. Yeah. Because at one point it wasn't Strowman up there, and then Otis yep. was up there, and I'm like, oh yep. my, it, yeah, which is just like terrifying. Yeah. That's just a terrifying thought. Like somebody, somebody's really going to hurt themselves, you know, um, or someone else. I had a note about the Viking Raiders were showcased really nicely. They had some crazy double team moves they did on Ricochet oh, yeah. and uh, and Montez Ford. It was it was just insane, and they looked vicious. Oh yeah, um, totally. Uh, Ivar with the moonsault was crazy, and then Strowman going to the top for for, for the splash was just nuts. Um, mm-hmm. Like I stopped taking notes. There was just so much stuff going on. Oh, I, I do have one last one. The Strowman Express was good, and then Dawkins taking him out was just incredible. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Which is is I mean because Strowman is a is a is a very large human being, but like it's you you kind of forget like how big yeah Ford and and Dawkins are like they yeah. are not little dudes because yeah. they, I mean they, but because they move so quick and they're flying around you kind of lose track like oh yeah then you yep. see them do stuff like that and you're like oh I forgot you're a beast all right yeah. sweet yeah um. But yeah, wasn't there like a Tower of Doom at one point or yeah, something? I think there too, was. That yeah, oh, I have geez. one. Yeah, I have one note just saying this match is high spot heaven because it, like I, I you, like I couldn't keep up with everything that was going on. I mean, there was just so yeah. much action and 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 so no, I mean th- this was all the teams just did did really good work in this. So uh, and then of course you know great double team move by Street Profits for for the win. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm giving this one four stars. Uh, th- this blew me away for, just from a, an entertainment and and just uh, athleticism and you know just crazy high spot moves perspective it was it was a really fun match yeah i i'm going to agree with you on this one i had it at three and a half stars i'm going with four stars because it was it was fun as hell yeah. fun as hell to watch i mean I, you, I, you know i did the same rating you did at first and i'm looking at this like okay theory and cena i put it three five strong opener but these guys took it up a notch. It wasn't that their their match was better than Theory Cena, but it was just it had an entertainment level to it that was different and seemed just higher energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that's really what kind of pushed me over the edge to go up to four. So so yeah, so uh, entertaining fatal four way men's tag. Um, next up, we had uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul, the bane of all that is you know from the internet. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy, this one was this was a another match that was served very well by the story it was telling. I loved how they built up to this and and how they had Paul playing, you know, just the 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 sneaky heel who's coming in and just getting these shots in on him and just just needling it like like Rollins being the great mat technician wrestler and just getting thwarted by this little you know, crap who is just in the business to make, you know, a couple million dollars probably isn't going to be wrestling five years from now, you know, sort of thing. And, and framing it in this way where it's like Rollins has to beat this guy or Rollins is going to have some serious questions to ask himself afterwards. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I loved how they focused in on that and they made it like, this this do or die for you know for Rollins in his career because it's like if he loses what 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 is there for him you know what i mean it's like he he's now lost to this guy who's doing this like as a part-time fun thing you know mm-hmm. um so i i thought that really served served the story of the match well but um but just great start to the match um uh you know at first i i do have a note great robe uh you know both both the guys had great entrances um but the robe that Rollins was wearing was just over the top. And then he starts taking off the robe and he had like this throwback double J gear. Did you notice that? Yes. I was, uh, it was like, it was like the, uh, it was like the October, like, you know, uh, you know, yes. Breast cancer awareness, double J alternate Jersey version. Yes. It, it was, I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like I, I, I was very, very confused and also, but terribly amused because it, it just, it fits. Yeah, it really fits. I'm yeah. I'm I'm digging Seth Rollins since he's kind of gone off the deep end. Yeah. Um. I, it, it his character is is delightfully unhinged at this point, and yep. I love I love the fact that they had the conductor come out. I thought that, that was a that nice was a great, touch. That was a great touch. 
I do have a note when the prime energy drink was bouncing down the the ramp. I'm like, mark my words, he this whoever oh, yeah. this is is getting involved later in the match, and well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but, as uh, as a uh, as Brian Zane says, uh, it's Schrodinger's you know mascot. Like, so something it's what's going to happen? <laughs> Something's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Uh, but oh, no, I'm sorry. Start. It's it's not it's not Schrodinger. It's not, it's something else. That's a cat in the box. It's um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh shoot, sorry, I can't remember what it is. Meaning? Oh, no. It's it's the uh, it, it means it's it, it's like introducing a gun in a in a movie. It's like okay, well then that it, it has to be fired because it it has to. You've introduced oh, it, and now something right. has to happen. So of course, the energy drink mascot. It's like a well. Now it's just a ticking time bomb. Something's gonna happen. It's like the photographer at the Hulk Hogan Yokozuna match. He looks suspect. Yep. And, th- and then he caused Hogan to lose. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, good. You know, I, I just have some notes. Good back and forth start. Um, Logan Paul's a great heel. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, you know, there was some good offense from him. Good story being told. You know, with with uh, with Rollins, kind of like like he he did a great job of of showing how he's trying to overdo it to 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 try to dominate Paul and then Paul is just like you know he, he's just taking these openings that that Rollins is giving him to take control um and so I like like I thought that was a really good touch that they did um and then let's see uh impressive leap to the top by Paul into a missed moonsault like I think he oh just, yeah like, that was jumped, cool. that was good yeah. yeah jumped up to the top rope um let's see Rollins had those three suicide dives it was just crazy um just impressive uh the near falls were incredible they they both did a great job you, you know just trading near falls back and forth love the stomp on the hand that Rollins did uh because they're, they're telling the story of how Paul has this like knockout punch and he took his hand and just like stomped on <laughs> <laughs> the steps and he's and and Paul did a great job selling it for the rest of the match. He just had this really concerned look on his face and stuff. Oh yeah, so. no, I mean Logan Paul is. I I had a note down that like he's pretty damn good at this in terms of getting heat, yeah. in terms of playing the heel, yeah. and even athletically. Like it's obvious that this dude can do this stuff. Like that box mm-hmm. jump from like the canvas to the top rope. Yeah. That's a long ass way. That's that's one hell of a vertical leap. Yes. And yep. then to immediately spring into a moonsault. I mean, that's I don't care what what I might have to say about this match later. Mm. That is a hell of an athletic achievement. I can't even come close to doing that. Yeah. So I, I yeah. give them I give the man credit there for sure. Absolutely. Um, I was going to keep going. Is there anything from the beginning, middle part of the match you want to touch on or? No, I'll I'll give my thoughts at the end. Okay, so then we get uh, as I as I marked in my notes, the prime bottle gets involved, and it turns out like I don't know anything about Logan Paul, but apparently he has a business partner named KSI who is having a lot of fun in the prime bottle, and uh, so he was interfering, and they got Rollins on the table, and he's taking like a selfie of himself, and then it was it, that was actually great though, like Rollins just like pulls him onto the table, and like Paul does the jump, and it's like through the table, and the guy is just like flailing there in pain um was was awesome um so so as as the match gets back into the ring um thought it was great that that, that logan paul broke out the gts that, that was a that, that was a cm punk's finisher and so uh you know just didn't expect to see that in the match and that was that was incredible that he broke that out great near fall there and then uh uh, and and then really the finish with the super kick and the stomp was just really well done. So I mean, just from from beginning to end, I, I really liked this match. It, it it told a great story. Um, 
you know, Rollins was really trying to overcompensate and, and, you know, he was doing a good job kind of being frustrated and Logan Paul taking advantage of it. And then it just kind of opened up into this nice back and forth between the two of them. Um, just, just a really, really good match. So, uh, I actually gave this one four and a half stars. I, I was blown away by it. A lot. It really exceeded expectations. Uh, I didn't have high expectations for this and it, it really, uh, rose above it. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, we are going to have our uh, have a little disagreement here because uh, I'm giving this one two and a half stars. You're kidding me. I am right down the middle on this one, and here are, here's my reason why. Oh, my gosh. Um, I... I, I get what you're saying about the story about, you know, Logan Paul coming in and getting over on Rollins, uh, you know, because of shenanigans, things like that. I just think Rollins did not look even remotely strong in this match at all. He really didn't. He took all the abuse. Like, I get it if it was like real heel tactics and things like that he, that mm-hmm. he was getting outdone by and shenanigans and all that. He wasn't. He was just straight up getting his ass kicked. He was getting mm-hmm. his ass kicked by a YouTuber. And this is a guy who is way better than this. And but that was the new like that's my point. That was the nuance of it though. I there was I didn't see he, any nuance. I saw him getting his he, ass by a would, YouTuber, not mm-hmm. through any heel shenanigans, not through like, oh, chicanery. No, just out and out getting his ass handed to him. And to me, you're that is like I get it. Like you want to you want to have these things that are going to pull people in. Fine. You're devaluing a guy who is on your roster. Because now it's like, well, it's almost like you go back to when, uh, you know, like when Sable powerbomb Martin Miro and Steve Austin was like, well, how am I supposed to work with him now that he just got his ass handed to him by his wife? Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing. Like, where do you go with Rollins now? Like, he already took his took his beating with with Bobby Lashley and the whole Austin Theory thing, and he he didn't do well in that. And now he's in this thing with Logan Paul, where Logan knocked has knocked him out what two or three times, just like cold cocked him and knocked him out cold. And then in this match, he spends most of it just getting beat, not getting beat through like through shenanigans or being cheated or anything like that or getting, you know, nothing like just getting straight up beat by a part time YouTube wrestler. I just don't dig it. And I I get I get what you're saying. And I if that's the way you feel, I'm not going to disagree with you. But I just that for me took, you know, the two and a half stars is for the actual appreciation of the nuance, because I just dislike the entire premise. I mean, there, it's it, it's a difficult spot because they're 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 plugging Paul in there because of his his name and because of the fact that he is going to draw eyeballs to the product. Um, he he uh, had no business okay. taking on Roman Reigns for for the championship out in Saudi Arabia like that, that that to me was like like I get where you're coming from, but if if you if you suspend that and you you just recognize okay they're they're using him for this. What I and and I don't know maybe I I over over valued this or 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 I or I was seeing something where maybe there wasn't something but but I felt like the story of Rollins kind of overdoing it and 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 I did see it in the match he 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 was he was being overly aggressive and Paul was kind of taking advantage of it I think is 
is, is an interesting story because it it levels that out then. You know what I mean? Like, no, Paul is not better than Rollins. But if Rollins is going to be reckless and if Rollins is going to let his ego get the better of him because he thinks he needs to put this guy away quickly and he's making mistakes along the way, that's a that's a story I can buy into because we've seen that happen with teams. We've seen that happen when, in boxing. We've seen that happen in a lot of different settings. And so that's why I was able to kind of buy into the story of what they're telling because absolutely, I, I, I get what you mean. This guy is a part-timer. He has no business going. And, and I wrote this. I, I wrote in my notes on, on our outline, the match had no business to be as good as it was. I did not expect this to be a good match. I thought it was going to be a crap match. And it actually brought the drama and, and brought the suspense and was very entertaining and ended up with, you know, the right result because, no, Paul should not have gone over Rollins. Rollins needed the, you know, he he should have won being, being you know, the, the full-time wrestler. So, um, but that's the problem is is when you bring in these celebrities like this, you're absolutely right. They, they have no business. But is Reigns any worse because he, he had a competitive match with Paul? You you can make the argument, I guess, but I don't know. So well, the fact is that Reigns has been pushed to the moon, and he he has those he's had those straps, you know, stapled to him for so long. But yeah. the, it's a to me, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. WrestleMania is different than Crown Jewel because Crown Jewel is specifically because it, it it's it's for the money, honey. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's magic every time. You know, they go there, they make a butt ton of money. And Saudi Arabia kind of tells them what they want. They want mm-hmm. like their own WrestleMania. And so, you, yeah, if you want to serve that up on that show, go right ahead. Whatever. You know, because I, I know you're in it for the money. I know you're doing it and you're you're doing everything left, right and center to appease the, the government of Saudi Arabia because you don't want to make any waves. So then we got to everyone. All the women have got to be, you know, like in a, in a triple XL T-shirt and, you know, covered, you know head to toe and all this like okay whatever i know you're doing it for the money Mm. all right fine you know this is your biggest show of the year this is the show that you you you, and it was said about the a hundred times and i'm sick of hearing it the showcase of the immortals it's the it's you know it's the big thing you don't need to do it on your show here there you you had you you had 160,000 tickets sold Mm-hmm. For two nights, what is Logan Paul really bring into this? Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. I, right. I get your point, and I'm not I'm not arguing your point. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like it just that just completely missed me, and I I just did not like the match. So I'm All I'm right. literally giving it I'm literally giving it two and a half stars because of I think it was actually a good performance. I just totally disagree with the reasons behind the story, and I think it's just not great. All, right. all that just kind of missed me. All right. Agree to disagree. It's all, mm-hmm. good. all right. Next match. Uh, six woman tag uh, with damage control. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky versus Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a big fan of how women's wrestling has evolved and, and you know, where, where they are now. Um, unfortunately, this match for me was very clunky. Oh yeah. Very clunky. Yes. Um, and you know, I was trying to be understanding, you know, Trish and Lita have been out of the ring for a long time. Um, 
you know, some, some of it was them, but some of it was just in general, like it, there just seemed to be something off. And I've noticed this with some of like the EO sky and Dakota Kai. Like, I think when we did war games, we were noticing some things there too. Um, where there just seemed to be something a little bit off, but Lita, like I have a note, Lita showed a lot of rust when she was in there with sky. Um, I don't even think it's rust. I, yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. I'll I'll share. So showing some rust, um, I thought damage control was, was showing good tag team wrestling, you know, trying to cut the ring in half and, and control, you know, who's tagging who and, and, and really, you know, keeping, keeping the, uh, the baby face team, you know, kind of, uh, in, in peril and in trouble. And, um, and that's why I feel like, like all three ladies, Stratus, Lita, Becky Lynch, they, they all at certain points traded, you know, being kind of the face in peril sort of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was just, uh, a little bit clunky. It, it kind of stood out because of that, because of the prior matches were, were just so smooth and, and just had, you know, really, were just really good action associated with them. So, um, I, uh, I, I made a note too. the crowd just doesn't seem to be responding to like the finishers. The ladies were, were dropping on each other. Um, just didn't seem to resonate. So, uh, so I, I, I was a little underwhelmed in this one, but, but what about you, sir? Um, my high point was the was the Sin City intro video that they did for the faces. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Nice. And the fact that they continued like the black and white sort of thing until uh, I forget when it switched back to color. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I had a note here that I, I'm always shocked about how over Becky Lynch is. Mm-hmm. I am shocked because I love the character. I love I love her her on the mic. I think her in ring work is is good for the most part. Yeah. But it just still blows my mind just how over she is. It, I, I, like it, I, not, I guess shocked, but it's, it's always like, Oh, Oh, oh I forgot like how over she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always a huge fan of Lita. Yeah. I back when she, when she was with the Hardy boys, even actually, I, I think I remember when we, when I first started watching, wrestling with you and she was still with S.A. Rios mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she started you know getting some moves in here and there and I was like whoa she's kind of cool yeah um I had I totally had like a like a wrestling crush on her as well that didn't hurt you know um but I was always so impressed with her mm-hmm. in terms of work and and I thought she just had this energy that she brought to everything that she did so I was a huge Lita fan still am I, I think you know but man, I, I really hope that she's done soon. Yeah. I don't think that it's not rust. I think she is just a step slow and Hey, there's no shame in that. We all age. I'm yeah. not trying to bring any detriment there, but you have to know at a point, like you can't keep up with the youngins anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're doing, if your if your whole calling card is high risk and 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 frenetic action, and if you can't move that fast anymore, it ain't gonna work. And her hitting the ropes was second only to Snoop in like ten, like as gentle as humanly possible. Yeah. And I'm like, she is probably and probably justifiably concerned about her neck and back because I know she's had surgeries with that, and which mm-hmm. to me is why I'm shocked that she's back in a ring. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I just, I just hope that whatever she's, the plan is here that she gets this, you know, she gets her, her last way of, of being able to maybe this is her way of saying I, and then I call it quits on my terms. I hope she gets that and is able to walk away and does not get hurt between now and then, because yeah. I would hate to see that. Yeah. Um, 
But man, yeah, clunky is a good way of putting that. And I, I put a lot of that on Lita um, because I feel like it, she was just in the match a lot more than I think that she should have been. Honestly, yeah. I don't yeah. know why she's a, holding the tag belt with with Becky. Like, yeah. I get it's cool, but man, um, I, I've Trish read actually, to me, I, I thought Trish actually did had less rust. <laughs> yeah. Like, and she's she's wrestled less. Yeah. Um, but I get what you're saying about about uh, about Kai and Sky. It kind of makes me go like, well, maybe they. I don't know. There's something weird. But yeah, overall, like there was very little chemistry between yeah. these six six women, and it, the match did suffer, which yeah. is weird because I mean, the freaking crowd was over was was in it for everything else, and yeah. this match was kind of the one that was like, eh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I, I've I've read some rumors that they, they might be building. You know, with when you asked about Lita and Becky having the tag belts, that they're they're moving to some like you know Trish turning heel and teaming up with someone and you know r- running kind of some stories that way. So I I don't know if that's yeah, what's going to happen, but I hope not. That, I just, that was something, but I just, what was I just want for this one two and a half stars. All right, I, I gave down, it three down the middle. I gave yeah, it three. I I can't go any higher than that. I mean. Two and a half, mostly because, yeah, it, it's it's nostalgia. It's cool to see Trish and Lita out there. Yeah, kind of good to see them like getting to to enjoy kind of the fruits of their labor, mm-hmm. as far as like kind of being at the very beginning of that women's re- revolution in in the way of actually like treating women as workers right. instead of just like objects. Really cool. Um, I'm glad for them that they get to to be part of it. I guess, but oh, it's just zero chemistry it was not good not good yeah yeah i kind of feel like i'm being generous with two and a half honestly <sighs> well the hot wants what it wants all right it does what'd you now, give it sir uh oh i'm sorry i didn't give my rating yet uh three i, I gave it three stars um Ooh, you're real generous yeah i i thought it was i i didn't feel like it was an average match i thought it had some moments in it but it just it didn't seem to get into a gear and and the crowd seemed a little bit out of it you know, so I, I just compared to the other match ratings, I'm going to put four threes, kind of the lowest um, I gave for the night. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it that because it just uh, for, for the reasons we stated. All right. And now we enter into the match of the Mysterios. <laughs> Dominic and Ray. Yeah, this was a this was like, I got to say, great entrances here. Oh my gosh! For both of them, I mean, nice touch. Dom showing up in in cuffs with the cops, like that was nice. I like okay. that. You tell me you were waiting as the sirens came blaring over. You're waiting here. Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Oh Holla God! If you hear me, <laughs> I didn't even think of that, and I'm glad I didn't because it would have tainted it for me. I completely oh. forgot about that. Oh no! Please, I, I had dear note, God, in, no! Interesting entrance for Dominic. Half expected Scott Snyder to show up given the sirens. <laughs> oh, I'm so wrong. But then on the other hand, I mean, Ray got like the full. Oh my Like gosh. he got three entrances. Yeah. Like he got the pre-entrance with Snoop. Yeah. Having having Snoop's music in the lowrider, and then when they came out into the into the arena. Or the stadium, sorry, not the arena. Into the stadium, mm-hmm. we got Eddie's music. We got Eddie's music. Yep, yep. Oh, I lie, I cheat. Oh, I that was oh, fantastic. My. That was great. And then, of course, somehow he magically transported up to the top of that like yep. eight thousand foot tall stage, and yep. then we get the Rey Mysterio entrance, which I'm like, yep. 
Which, by the way, that song song is like an earworm in in my head this week. Like, I cannot get, you know, I I I cannot get it out of my head. It is it is there for the next week and a half until it slowly just goes away. But oh, my God. Uh, Well, I mean, could be worse. But Dominic's entrance, I, you know, similar to Austin Theory, I really like that they did that for him. I, I, you know, I know when we did the Royal Rumble review, I was kind of joking about his talk about prison and all this stuff. But. It, th- there was something about the way they did it and him coming out and, you know, his mannerisms and stuff like he really had kind of an aura about him this time. You know, it didn't seem like a punk, you know, kind of being led to the ring. He just he seemed like serious and, you know, ready to do battle with with someone. You know what I mean? And it just I don't know, yeah. kind of for me, at least it just gave him a little bit of an aura that I I, I, I never really kind of saw in him before, you know? Yeah, I had a note down here because I I can't quite make up my mind with with Dominic. I'm yeah. I fluctuate back and forth with him. <laughs> I I I can't decide if Dom has genuine heat or if it's X Pac heat, and it, it feels I like know. the the needle. It's like a compass that you've got a magnet around. Like you just don't know where the, where the hell is going to wind up. Yep. I mean, yep. the fact is, like in the ring, he is smooth as silk at times. Oh yeah. I bet. I mean, and then there's other times, not so much. Mm. I mean, but that's everybody. I mean, there's no one who is just like fantastic all the time. But I mean, as a worker, mm-hmm. man, there's times that I'm like, damn, he is, he's good. He yeah. is really yeah. good. Um, but kind of the whininess, it it goes past like heel heat into this part of like, just go away. I can't yeah. listen to you anymore. Can you just, can you let mommy talk for you, please? I just, I can't, <laughs> I just can't with you. Um yeah. Just stand there with your mullet and make faces and, you know, here's a cookie and he goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, the match was I thought it was it was a pretty damn good match. You know, it, I mean, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. It um, um, good. Good back I, and forth to start with. I, I love the Iron Man colors of, of Ray's outfit. Um, you know, I couldn't I, tell I, if that was going to be Iron Man or Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I know. It, it, it did have kind of a Hulk flair to it as well. And the mask he wore, I, I'm i like, I, I'm i not a big fan of, of the mask where he has like all the fuzz on, like he has the fuzz mohawk on top or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I liked like that mask, you know, that he was wearing and just had a good look to it and and just, I don't know, seemed kind of modern. So um, so anyway, so I, I like that. But yeah, good back and forth. I love uh, Ray with the old school belt, uh, you know, oh, the old yes. school uh, belt whooping on Dominic. That was fantastic. It's like, bam, bam, there we go. That was great. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. And, and then, then of Dominic, course, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, then Dominic, John with a family and Mama Mysterio, Mysterio giving him the slap. Oh, yeah. And at that moment, him. she was more over than Ray and anybody else. Like, <laughs> SoFi went nuts for yep. Mama Mysterio. And I oh, did yeah. too. I was, I was there. I was like, yeah, get yep. him. Get him. That was oh, good. Was, oh, yeah. That was good. Um, the the moment when when like when he, when Dominic like catapulted over mm. his head Ray into the bottom turnbuckle. Oh holy yeah! Holy crap! Yep. Like there was like I can't tell if Ray is just that good at selling or if he was just like ah just go ahead and lay him in, kid. You yeah, know, like right. I, I I couldn't tell. I mean, yeah. some of this stuff that looked brutal, and I, yep. I was like, oh jeez. Yeah, but yeah, I, there's a lot of a lot of good selling, nice oh, yeah. story back and forth in, in the whole thing. I thought Judgment Day shows up to to you know build up some some overwhelming odds for Ray, and then the LWO. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Shows up, 
And uh, and and Bad Bunny, uh, not not letting the chain. Bad Bunny, I think, is going to come back with another uh, Canadian destroyer on someone. Probably Dominic at this point. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, just just uh, just an entertaining match. You know, good build up toward the end. And uh, mm-hmm. Ray, well, Ray, I like how they, I the like one, how two, they three. actually. You, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying Ray with the one, two, three. So yeah, I like how they they did the the turnbuckle taking off the turnbuckle yeah to distract from going to get the chain i was like yeah because at first when the ref turned around i'm like oh they blew it they're gonna have yeah. to work this around i'm like oh no that that oh like yeah using a little bit of logic i i like that that was kind of cool absolutely yeah i thought that was great too i thought that was great too so yeah no just a just a great match all around it, it was another one of those that i you know i didn't have a lot of I didn't have high expectations for because of I'm still not completely sold on Dominic, but mm. this match did, did, did a lot to kind of, you know, showcase him and, and him with his dad and, you know, just, and, and, you know, when you, when, when you kind of take the story part of it away and just, uh, and, and, you know, on YouTube, I was watching some behind the scenes footage and stuff like that. It is very cool that he gets to wrestle his dad in that event. You oh, know yeah. what I mean, I mean, what, what, what a great, you know, thing for, for him, him and his dad to get to go out and do for, I think they had probably close to a 15 minute match. And, uh, and I mean, it was, it was really well done. And, uh, no, he's, he's doing a great job as, as a, uh, you know, as, as, as a heel, I, I do have a note here when he went to do his own six one nine, I wrote boo on the Dom six one nine. I don't like that. It's that, that's a Ray only sort of thing. So, well, the thing is he doesn't, he doesn't manage to get a, and it, I think it's partly the height. Yeah. Like he's he's yeah. just that much taller than his dad, so when he comes around, yeah, it doesn't it isn't that quick snap. No, it's because it, it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, Ray's been doing that forever. I just looked up Ray Mysterio's age because I was like, he's got to be, he's forty eight. Seems he's like he's been around. There we go. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> My he, gosh! He I mean, and my God, you look at him in the ring; he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. So, it's I mean, crazy. A, maybe a little, but not that much. No, no. not that much. I mean, no. <laughs> again, it's, it's always funny when I'm trying to judge people and say they're oh they're a little slow. Like, <laughs> have you looked in the mirror lately? Yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not putting myself into this equation. Oh, that's funny. I try to do a six one nine. I'd probably get like a. Uh, <laughs> you to like Shane McMahon again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be hung up in the ropes. Like ah! that's gonna be the bar onto which we measure ourselves now. Well, if I did this, I'd end up like Shane McMahon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, what was your rating for this, sir? I give this uh, three and a qu- uh, three and three quarter stars. Oh, three seven five. I did the same. I did the same. Yeah, Ooh. I thought it was a so- I was a solid match, and and yep. it was entertaining. Like it wasn't Absolutely. just. It was, it was, again, it just kind of flew by. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good pace. All right. And now the match that I know Uncle Todd has been jonesing oh. to talk about because he is yep. all in the bag. If he is in the bag for uh, one Katie Sackoff uh, from a sci-fi perspective, when it comes to the world of wrestling, he is all in the bag for Rhea Ripley. And I am. We, yes. We have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, so, uh Take it away, sir. I've I've been kind of leading a lot of these. Why, why don't you jump in with your thoughts, and I'll I'll kind of uh, provide color. Well, I thought it was uh, interesting that they did point out, and of, of course it's a gimmick, but I thought it was cool too. That this was the first ever all women's match at WrestleMania. Ah, yep. So you had both participants, ref and announcer, ring announcer, which I was like, that's yeah. okay, that's kind of cool, you that know. Is. But, that is. And um, I mean, just oh. <sighs> 
Charlotte, I'm I'm wondering exactly what was going on with the ring robe. Um, apparently, she needed the cold weather gear in southern in uh, Southern California. <laughs> I I don't know, but hey, a puffy jacket is a puffy jacket, and sometimes you just want to be warm. That's right. Uh, That's right. But oh yeah, this uh, man, these two. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that, like, to me, it, great chemistry. Oh yeah, but it's just one of those deals where it it's almost to their detriments mm. because you look at them and you're like who believably is going to beat either of them? Yeah, right. Because they are just, I mean, and just in terms of stature, they are just that much taller mm-hmm. and and just kind of more, like just a bigger stature than 80% of the women's roster. Yeah. You know, so it, it's really tough. I mean, they have to be kind of careful what they do with them because otherwise you could just get stuck into this point of like, well, no one can beat them. Yeah. Um, and they, they exhibited that here because this is a, a very physical match all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I thought well paced because it really, they gave moments for the match to breathe. So it didn't turn into just spot, 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 spot. Like there was a, there was a story unfolding throughout the physicality of the match. A lot of stiff shots. Oh yeah. my gosh. Stuff that looked and sounded like it hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the some of the shots, like I don't know exactly how they managed, but they got they got like a pop out of the hit that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I felt that through the TV screen. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the the Charlotte's counter out of the Riptide that went into that DDT. Oh my god, yeah, that, Ripley looks like she gets is, is just dead after that. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, she takes that DDT, she sells it so well, and is just oh, and incredible. she does such a great job with her sell of of like that whole like not just like having there's there's many it's a it's a spectrum of shading when it comes it's mm-hmm. not just like she flops over and she's dead yeah. it's like she she has like there's an out of it and then there's a more out of it and then there's a pain and then there's this, i'm 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 like painfully crawling there was one point where she it, i don't know it wasn't that hit it wasn't that move but there was another move where she she got dropped and then she kind of pulls herself back up on the ropes but it's almost that same sort of thing like if you hurt yourself like if you fall and you're you're so in pain that you like kind of spring back up because like oh gosh that, ah. and like even though yeah. you're in pain standing up like your reflexes are just like get up you know yeah that sort of yep. thing like yep. there's there's a lot of like degrees to her selling and I yeah. think that is and and her care I she's again just exudes this charisma mm-hmm. that like you just want to watch her do stuff yeah. Um, Man, uh, the although the thing that you didn't want to watch her do is drop Charlotte on her face. That was oh. uh, that was rough to watch because it was even worse because before, like five minutes before that, they talked about, oh well, she almost she almost landed on her face, and then she does. Yeah, yeah. And then they kept replaying it. I'm like, guys, yeah, Charlotte's gonna kick your ass for doing that replay like yeah. eight times, 100%. and she could. Um, but yeah, and oh man, that that was rough. Um, but man, and I, that, yeah, I think Mick Foley would definitely comment. That's not the way you want to take that bump. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that, uh, you know, about midway through this match, I mean, the crowd was kind of into it at the beginning about midway through the match is when the crowd just totally shifted into another gear mm-hmm. and they were so into it. By the time that Ripley had flair in that like cloverleaf submission thing, yep. that crowd, they could have done anything they wanted. The prism lock. 
Yeah, the crowd was so with them in the moment. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. You could just tell. I mean, it wasn't like the it wasn't like that Montreal crowd from the last pay per view. Yeah, it it approached it at moments though. Um, but man, then the finish. Oh, jeez, like Flair just banging off that ring post. And at that point, you're like, yeah, she 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 did. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if they gimmick those ring posts though. Like like they, they just sound so awful when they hit them. You know what I mean? Well. And, I mean, you figure it's an LED wrap, yeah. so it's got to be somewhat hollow between that and the actual metal post in there. And if yeah. you're hitting the top, it's like hitting like a big plastic barrel. Yeah, that's you know how I think about it. But yeah. I mean, she sold that and just and of course, like the fact that she just continued to sell as like completely limp, like Rhea's right. just getting right. her set up for that second rope, you know, riptide, and and literally Charlotte's just dead weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you couldn't, she was not helping at all. I'm like, damn, that's, that is like commitment to the cell on that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Rhea wins and Rhea wins and uh, hell of a match. Yeah. Hell of a match. 4.5 stars for me. I, I gave it the same. Um, really don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, I think you covered all the high points. Um, I do have a note. I forget who gave the spear, but there was a spear toward the end that just looks sick. And the near fall. Uh, I think that was Charlotte. Was that Charlotte? Yeah. I mean, I just, a, so, yeah. just a really well done spear. Um, drama was off the charts. Yeah, We talked about the mm-hmm. prism lock. I mean, that was just a crazy visual. Um, I have a note. You know, my last note before the the finish was just, yeah. I mean, they, they both had the crowd eating out of their hands as they were exchanging blows. Like, they're just doing this oh, back yeah. and forth. And the crowd was just, we should, they were with them every step of the way. So, yeah, four and a half stars. This was a phenomenal match. And, uh, yeah, just just. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, it, it, it was, it was a pleasure to watch and, uh, and this is what I mean. I mean, I think, I think when, when you have the right personalities and talent and story build up to it, you, you just, you have the, you know, the women put on, you know, compelling, um, sometimes even more compelling matches than, than the men do. And, and this, this, mm-hmm. I would put this up against, you know, the tag match we're going to talk about in a minute and the main event from the next night. I mean, it was that good. So, um, so yeah, so four and a half from me as well, sir. And one other, one other thing I want to mention was, um, oh shoot, it just, I I was going to mention it and then it totally left my head. Son of a mother. We can talk about the next segment if you want and you can jump back in. Yep, no, it's gone. Okay, All right. let's move on. All right, next segment. Uh, be real quick on this one. The Miz and Snoop come on out, and oh, uh, geez, yeah, all of that. a sudden we we have uh, Pat McAfee coming out for for some sort of impromptu match. Uh, they 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 did prior to the match being announced. Uh, they did announce the attendance, an impressive eighty thousand four hundred ninety seven for night one. Um, uh, then McAfee's music hits, and he comes out for some impromptu match with with the Miz, and I'm just. I can't stand the guy. I, I gave this negative 575 stars. It originally was a negative 5.75, but I, I threw out the decimal point because I just couldn't stand it. So, um, so anyways, just, just a, a throwaway, you know, kind of, I think it was a breather, uh, you know, kind of between the women's championship and, and the tag match tag championship match. So um, that's all I got to say about that. I don't know if you had a rating for this or not. I got to be honest. I skipped over it. Because I was, I was. This is this was in the portion of my catch up today. So, ah, gotcha. Um, but just from your description, I do actually feel comfortable giving this a rating. Oh, okay. I am going to give this negative seven hundred and eighty three stars. You always have to take it a notch above what I put. Well, somebody's got to heal it up around here. Right. Keep the keep you honest. All right. 
All right, sir. As we close out night one and the action there to forwith unto mm-hmm. forth, uh, the undisputed tag team championship match of the Usos taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The Usos, I believe, were at six hundred and twenty-two days. If I don't, if I'm getting my numbers right, so almost something like that. Close yeah. to two years as the undisputed tag team champions. Um, this was. Uh, Every bit of the great match that we were coming to expect this to be, and and the emotions were off the charts. Um, oh yeah, was was uh, I, I have a note here. Um, I don't get emotional very much when it. I mean, you know, at least you know, kind of you know, dusty in the room emotion. There was something about seeing. Owens and Zane walk together and and I've you know I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm I'm a real deep sort of indie guy you know when they were on the indies and stuff in the 2000s I I really learned about them kind of in the late 2000s early you know 2010s followed them through NXT that was really when I got kind of locked into them there was something really cool about seeing the two and the two of them walk the aisle though knowing their story you know what I mean yeah. like knowing this has been two decades kind of in the making for both of them. They, they've both kind of made it on their own. They both ha- have, have achieved a level of success in WWE on their own, but to now have them together, because I, I think these two are really brothers and, 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 you know, just, just, uh, you know, just, just two guys who, who have just been, been together from the very beginning of their careers. And so it was just, it was really cool to see them, you know, kind of walk the aisle together. I mean, you know, just seeing Kevin kind of come out first and then look behind him waiting for Sammy to come out. And then just the two of them just, you know, kind of making the walk down the aisle was just like, that's gotta be really cool. So, uh, yeah. for, for both of them, you know? And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so no, just, just, just really enjoyed, enjoyed the entrances that way. And, 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 uh, and good call on using Sammy's music for the bulk yes, of, yes. of the intro. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh, you want to talk about an earworm. If that had lyrics, yeah. it'd be all over. And <laughs> just be there. Well, forever and and what's really cool about this so owens last year had had that match with stone cold which was just you know probably an amazing honor for him you know to 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 be in 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 a segment and in a match with probably someone he he looked up to you know when he was a you know a teenager um but to your point i there has been a tone to this and 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 i know it's kind of come out in their promos and is probably you know owens speaking some truth here he, you know, he's really done a great job of elevating Sammy. Like, look, this guy has, dr- you, you, I don't think anyone's going to argue. Sammy Zayn is a big reason why the bloodline is still a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the bloodline is nearly as interesting for, for the, you know, for mid-year until now without him. Um, no, no. If you and, don't have like Sammy trying to get in, then getting oh, the Sammy absolutely. Uso, honorary Uso, yep. all that. No, there's... Yeah, and the, and the so drama's gone. Owens has just been showing a lot of deference to to Zayn, you, you know, just making this kind of his moment, you know, and 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 I, I again, I think that goes to the relationship between the two of them. I think, you know, um, they, they they've just done so much, and and I think for Kevin, it's rewarding for him to see his friend, you know, get the level of reaction and 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 recognition that he's been getting. So, um. So, you know, for, for the match itself, I mean, great intensity from Owens, you know, before the bell rings, like he, he's, he came looking for a fight, you know I mean? He, he is yeah. ready to go. And, um, which I do appreciate about his character. Like he just yeah. does feel like that guy, like almost like a little bit, there's a little bit of Sandman. Yes. Yeah. There as yep. just the way that Paul Heyman described him is this is a yep. guy who just is coming and he wants a fight. Yes. Like, 
Yeah. That just seems to be Kevin Owens. And I kind of dig that. Yeah. Um, before we get into the actual match, though, I just want to point out out of the four gentlemen involved in this match, everyone's wearing a shirt upon entrance. The only one who removes his shirt is Sammy and is the, <laughs> probably the one guy that should have kept the shirt on. <laughs> least impressive physique (laughs) i look at him and i'm like i was like that that is a dude that i've seen at my local water park (laughs) this does not look like a professional athlete but yet at the same time i'm like i really appreciate that like this dude is going out there who looks like he just got he was driving his cab and they're like hey you want to work sure indeed you know oh i just i i noticed that and i started giggling as i was re-watching it as i was watching it today i'm like oh my gosh what are you doing sammy what are you doing yeah um yeah but i mean great you know strong start with the usos you know building some really good you know heat with the crowd um sammy being the face in peril while like like I, I I wrote this. Owens is smoldering. Like that's he just looked like it. he's just it, it, like seething. if steam could come out of his ears, yeah, it would be like let me into this match. I want to beat the hell out of these guys. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and I love how Gro- how Graves was talking about how Ko can't touch the legal man because it'll cause a disqualification. <laughs> I'm like that's happened like ten times tonight already. <laughs> like for God's sake, Graves, where have you been? Did you fall asleep at the wheel? Were you oh smoking with Snoop? Where have you been? That happened yep. like all the time in that first in like the other two tag matches that happened tonight. Oh, Where were you? <laughs> oh. um, so I have a note. I forget who did the, but I wrote, you know, damn an impromptu frog splash on the outside. I don't remember who oh, did this. No, that was KO because that was that when was he KO? finally got tagged. He yeah. got tagged in and he started, he was beating up the Usos. And I love that because he was, he had, he'd already, uh, he, he was, he had, he had knocked out one of them. Uh, I think it was, Jimmy and they rolled Jay back into the into the ring and as he got up on the apron he just kind of looked back and he's like screw it and just <laughs> gave him a quick frog splash on the outside that's and then right, climbed up right. and then and then he frog splashed the guy in the in the ring and I was like you know what I love that just that little look like ah you're not getting away that easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Owens is fantastic he is fantastic it was just such a little thing oh. and I'm like I so appreciated it yeah um you know good good back and forth uh, Owens hitting a senton Jimmy hitting an uso splash um you know just I, I have a lot of notes about just KO bringing like he just he was bringing the emotion in in, in the match yeah. he he just he was wearing it on his sleeve and he was just bringing it um uh well he had to because Sammy was just like Oh, Sammy was just basically playing like dead on his feet for most of the match. Like he was, yeah, he he was the face in peril, and he was always, yeah, just just getting the crap kicked out of him. Um, I again, I don't remember who did this if it was KO or someone else, but there was a brain buster on the apron. As I as oh, I that was Sammy. That, that was Sammy, which was gorgeous. That, I, and it looks incredible. like it was devastating. Incredible. Oh, gosh, how oh, you do gosh. that without like crippling someone? I don't know. Yeah, he, he and KO, they have an entire move set that's based around just the edge of the ring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> KO does, he, he hasn't done it in a long time, might be banned from doing it, but when he first debuted, he, it was, you know, he, he, basically attacks Sami Zayn uh in NXT and he that was the first time I had seen a power bomb where he power bombed him on the edge of the ring it was the most oh. it, it was sick looking um, yeah they, they just, how do you take that without getting hurt I don't know and then you have the other thing where Zayn used to have this thing where he would run or he'd be on the outside he'd run around the corner dive 
like across the other corner of the ring and then like, you know, do like a tornado DDT on the guy who's on the other, like, like if, if, if his opponent is standing on the other side of the ring post on the outside of the ring, Sammy would run slide through the the bottom corner of the ring all the way through Gra- mm-hmm. hook hook his opponent's head and then swing him around into a tornado DDT. I, it's an amazing thing to watch. I don't know how they do it. Um, but just so innovative with their move sets and, and uh, it was just incredible. Um, but yeah, just, just the match was just off the charts and just amazing in terms of action, just so much emotion with everything. A lot of near yeah. falls, um, you know, Sammy taking a, a bunch of just, just abuse and beatings throughout the match. The super kicks were brutal. Oh, and, quick question for you. Yeah. Does anybody deliver super kicks better than the Usos? Oh, I they thing. all look just like, yeah. Like they are making full contact. Young Bucks, and the fact that they young Bucks they, they, and they, AEW they, do them. Uh, okay, I've never seen them in action, so I just I just have the pretty WWE. Good, but no, I, I would say the Usos are are probably probably up there as as. I one mean, of it's the like ninety percent of their offense, but still, yeah. it's it's yeah. just always impressive because it looks it just looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I have notes here. Just the super kicks on Zane were just brutal. Just brutal. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Sammy and KO in this match were like kind of not necessarily like, like Rhea where there's, there's shading to it, but they know at a certain point, like, okay, we should be really exhausted. And it's not like the same selling that you do early in the right. match. Yeah. There's times when they would just get hit and they went down like a sack of crap. Yeah. Like exactly yeah. how you would picture someone in a real fight after they just got hit. They just crumple. Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, there was a table spot with Owens that I noted was really mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, I, I have a note, Zane, just kind of bringing that instinctive emotion when he just kind of broke out that blue thunder bomb out of nowhere where he was just, you know, basically like just at the end of his rope in terms of, you know, being able to continue to perform. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, just just the selling that they did was was amazing. Like this was not a Owens and Zane, you know, dominating the Usos. I mean, they were getting the crap kicked out of him for most of the yeah. match. And Jay and you know, Jay and um, Jimmy just could not find a way to put them away. It was it was just great storytelling. And then Even we get to kicking the end out, of the- Sammy kicks out of the one D. Yeah, yep. Sammy kicked out of the one D. No one had ever done that before. Um, and then we get to the end where um, they just do this this great sequence where uh, you know Ko is up on the rope. He he does that kind of. It was, it's such a strange. It looks like it's going to be a suplex, but he like rotates the guy in like midair, yes. and oh my gosh, it, it, I, I forget the name of the move, but it is incredible. Oh, it looks like it's a mistake halfway through, and I'm like, no, and, <laughs> then, and, yeah, and then everything absolutely. Okay. I'm like, oh thank god, it looks, it looks like a mistake, but then when they land, it looks like the safest move in the world because it's like, oh yeah. okay, he's going to be all right. Um, oh my gosh, but it makes it makes it, I've seen him do it a couple times, and it makes my heart jump every yes. single time. So I'm like, yes. I'm going to watch someone get paralyzed on TV. I don't need this. Yeah, you know. And, and oh, so, he, I, so he does that to Jay, and then Sammy gets Jay positioned for a haluva kick, and then I love how Jimmy comes in and get, he just gets stunnered and thrown back out of the ring. Yeah, but before that, before because after they they had one of the comebacks, it was yeah. the comeback right before the end. Yeah, and when when one of the Usos kicked out, and Cole was totally channeling Jr. with a damn kick out, a damn. <laughs> Out. like for a second i'm like dude if you had an oklahoma accent you'd be right there like yep. 
what happened? Like somewhere, Jr.'s like, that's pretty good there, right there, kid. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's what I mean. That I mean that that that's that's what's been fun, you know, listening to Cole and Graves just kind of be themselves, you know, and mm. and and so that that's been great. But yeah, we yeah, and then we get to the end, and and the end was just again just great storytelling. It's it's mm-hmm. Jay and and Sammy. And Sammy's just in the corner. And and I love how every time he does these three kicks, there's a pause and they close up on his face. And you just you you see the emotion in Sammy nails a halluva kick, picks him up. And and, and, I mean, just Jay just like falls on him the same way that Kevin fell on Sammy, the same way that Sammy fell Mm -hmm. on on Jay or or Jimmy when when he got cracked with with a super kick. just and then he pushes him back, lines him up for a second one, same pause, does it, does the same thing, just catches him, pushes him back up, and then does the third one, and 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 pins him, and just the place goes freaking insane. And the, oh yeah, the, the coolest part was the place is going insane, and I don't know why my eye caught this, but I look at Owens, and he's just sitting there on the mat with his hands on his face, like. Like you could tell this was like an emotional thing for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're main eventing a night of WrestleMania, the two of them, they've won the championships. They'd never won the tag championships, you know, before just, just all, all in all, just like, just what, what, what a storybook ending to this whole thing. Yeah. Did they even announce them at the end? Because I remember, I remember hearing the announcer at one point and your winners so. and I, but then I didn't hear them after that. Like okay. they almost, it's almost like they, someone grabbed their arm or something was like, no, 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 shut up. Oh, gotcha. Listen yeah. to the crowd. Yeah. You know, like that, it was one of those moments because, and I was expecting to hear, you know, and your winners and new. Right. But the, right. But it was like, I didn't, I don't remember hearing that. I'll have to go back and listen to see, to hear if they ended up announcing them. But really, I just, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah. Because I remember they just cut off and I'm like, what a great decision because the crowd was absolutely deafening yeah oh it was yeah crazy it was it, it was so genuine um, emotion which was great yeah and and so i i just uh i, I wrote damn near per- so for, for my rating I, I just wrote it was a damn near perfect match with the champs dominating owens and zane great emotion across the entire match i gave this five stars this was a perfect match agreed five stars for me as well all right can't argue with that well one bit. that concludes night one uh all right hang on a second i i got to take a pee break i was gonna okay i'm glad you blinked first because i was gonna ask for it (laughs) (laughs) nope i will gladly blink because i I think these tears are yellow um (laughs) all right go 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 (laughs) all right be back be back So that wraps up night one. So WrestleMania night two, once again, from SoFi Stadium in Englewood, California. No, they didn't move it to another venue because that's one long ramp, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Great call, by the way, uh, using uh, Hollywood Swingers by Cool and the Gang. Oh, that wasn't that great? Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> well, and the funny part is, so uh, just to further diverge from our, our subject here, there's a I'll see if I can find. Oh, I know I can find it because I've watched it about 80 times. There is a clip of Prince um, mm-hmm. when he uh, on one of his last tours, and he was at 
whatever the arena is in Englewood. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he was his one of his finales, one of his uh, curtain calls was coming out and doing play that funky music Ah. by Wild Cherry. And he transitioned from that into Hollywood swingers, except he was doing it. Englewood swingers. Oh, wow. And nice. of course, it's like one of the funkiest things you've ever heard. Oh, of course. Incredibly cool because it's Prince. I mean, come on. <laughs> so every time I hear that song now, I'm thinking of Prince. Nice. Which I'm, I'm nice. sorry, cool in the gang. I love you guys too. All right. Well, night two, once again, we had a cold open with Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart. And, uh, and then we had an intro, a live intro with The Miz and Snoop Dogg to kick things off. But the opening match, uh, Brock Lesnar versus... Whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. We can't let this go by without pointing what? out that Corey Graves was wearing Million Dollar Man's Sunday go to meeting suit. I mean, you remember that, like the white with the gold lapels oh, and the whole thing? Like, okay, yeah. Looks like it came out of Ted. Like he's, it looks like he jacked that from Ted DiBiase's <laughs> wardrobe, to be quite honest with you. Like he was I, hanging I out that. and he's like, you know what? I'm taking this with me. <laughs> That's oh funny. my gosh, yeah. It's just missing the big dollar signs on it. That's all. <laughs> And the cackle. Um, oh, yeah. That would be oh. But uh, opening match was uh, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Omos. Um, Omos. Which, Brock jerking the curtain here. I mean, he who would have thunk it? This is like. Hey, if Brock day isn't is fighting night, for the title, down. Brock is uh, curtain, curtain jerking because he wants to get on the plane and go home. <laughs> so. he's, he's like, James Brown, let's hit it and quit it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So, uh, yeah, this this was, uh, you know, kind of a short match, um, but was actually, uh, I don't want to say, well, it, it exceeded my expectations. I mean, Omos, I, I don't, I didn't have really high expectations for. Um, it was actually really cool to kind of see him throw Brock around a little bit. You, you don't oh, normally yeah. see that. Made Brock look human. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was a really well booked match. Um, uh, well, that that when he picked he picked up on the bear hug a couple times and was like up off his feet, like yes. almost to the point where you could kind of ragdoll him like that. Yes. I'm not used to seeing Brock Lesnar in that position, like feet clearly off the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, he looks like a child compared to this dude. Yeah. I, and, and you'll, you'll appreciate this given what we uh, opened the show with. I, I have a bullet point number two under this match. Oh, good God. The old big man bear hug. Did Vince book this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I need to be Buford T justice with my like Tibetan monk thing. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! But yeah, o- Omos looked downright dominant during the match, and then, uh, and yeah. then you know, Lesnar found an opening, hit some German suplexes, and then hit him with a with Three an F five. And uh, yeah, it, it was incredible. It, it was actually a much better match than I was expecting. I gave it three and a half stars, sir. I gave it three stars. Um, All right. I mean, uh, you know what? I'm gonna upgrade it to three and a half. It was. All right. It was brief. It was what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, it's not easy to make Brock look uh look human. And uh yeah, the other well, disappointing thing here is I had a I had a note here said and also could lead to some more interesting things down the line. Yeah. <laughs> Open mouth, insert foot. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, back when we were naive, you know, uh, less than a week ago. Indeed, indeed. All right. Uh, next match was the Fatal Four Way Women's Tag. Uh, so basically, mm-hmm. uh, mirroring uh, night one, we, we now have the the Fatal Four Way Women's Tag, which had Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan versus Shotzi and Natalia versus Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville versus Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Collectively known as the Black Hole of Charisma at this point. No charisma from those two. No. Uh, So this was uh, not a great match. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't help that like at 30 seconds into the match, all of the rules surrounding a tag match go out the window. Who's legal? What count is it when people are outside the ring? Who knows? Who cares? Agreed. Agreed. Although there was, I did have a note here that it was a nice suicide dive by Shotzi with Natalia holding the ropes open, Mm -hmm. which I thought Mm -hmm. was a nice little detail. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and Raquel powerbombing Liv onto everyone outside. Yes. Which was that, pretty that, impressive to see. That was. And then and then Natalia doing the the uh, double sharpshooter was really cool. Yeah. Um, man, I. when is Natalia going to... I mean, she's been around a while, yeah. hasn't she? Yeah. She just doesn't... I don't know. Just her work has not felt like it meshes with some of the other, other women that she's been in the ring with lately. I don't yeah. know what it is, but anyways... Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, you mentioned who who could stand toe to toe with Rhea Ripley. What do you think of Raquel Rodriguez? Oh, good God, yeah. Because Although I, I would, I think that'd be an interesting match. But I also would like to see someone. I would like to see someone with like a genuine mean streak who doesn't mm-hmm. ma- necessarily match up with with her size wise mm-hmm. as as kind of an opponent. I think that would be an inter- interesting as well. But oh yeah, Raquel R- Rodriguez could do it too. Like oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey steal the W and uh, apparently are just playing the too cool for school uh, heels uh, here. So, uh, just just stupid looks on, on Ronda Rousey's face afterwards where she's just kind of like doing this like heelish grin. But I'm just like, yeah, you're just, ugh. I don't know. Uh, I, I have a note just saying solid effort from the ladies, but nothing really stood out. The Ronda finish was a little cheesy, but it was, uh, you know, you can maybe chalk that up to some heel building. So, I, I gave this three stars ah oof once again i with your generosity sir where were you when i was waiting tables for a living uh i really (laughs) would have appreciated you stopping by a couple times a week Uh, i'm giving this one two and a half stars all right all right Uh, right down the middle um Mm -hmm. i my big question is who does rousey have blackmail on to keep getting wins and pushes at this point because she is the blandest of the bland she is a she is a mayonnaise sandwich on white bread mm-hmm. it is there is nothing there yeah nothing nothing whatsoever and the and the thing is like i think that the idea of putting her with baszler mm-hmm. is a good one like the idea mm-hmm. of like okay they are they're just you know stone cold killers would work yeah. the problem is they need they've needed a mouthpiece they do they do yeah because I don't think either one of them are really good. And it, they, when they have to cut into like their heelish sort of tactics, they kind of go into this area where it's like, now you're not killers. Now you're kind of just like playground bullies. Right. But that doesn't fit with like how badass you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Like everybody else in the match was more impressive than those two. And that's saying something because I, I wasn't impressed with Natalia at all. Yeah. And Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville really don't do much for me in the way of work so yeah 
yeah, it yeah the 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 lack of character and story in this match really stood out, and so uh, yeah. So next segment was uh, Bobby Lashley kind of walking out with the big old Andre the Giant Battle Royal trophy uh, to celebrate his winning that battle royal. Um, when did I, that I, happen? What's that? When did that happen? I think it happened like Friday. I don't know if it happened Friday on SmackDown or if it was something else, but yeah, it, it was Friday night at some point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I gave the whole thing zero stars with a note that says, sad way to incorporate the almighty. Um, yeah. I think Ugh. I think having L.A. Knight come out and get his tail kicked by Lashley would have been much more entertaining, but apparently this is what good old Vince decided to settle on. So. <sighs> um, Do you have a star rating by, by for the this way, segment, sir, or are you uh, not partaking? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a zero. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, the funny thing is, we we we're joking, we're you know kind of joking about that, but uh, reports are that Vince was in Gorilla on the on the headset yeah. for both nights of WrestleMania. Oh boy! So he was already involved. Now we get to the good stuff. Uh, oh yes, the Intercontinental oh Championship Triple Threat. Slap the chest as hard as you possibly can, oh, match because God. this was brutal in a way that I don't think the word brutal was intended to be used for. <laughs> I love, I like the fact that, you know, like I think Mick Foley once described it as like, you know, we hit each other about as, you know, surprisingly hard for people who, who actually like each other, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Oh, like yeah. you get arrested for this in other areas, but it's just another day at the office for these guys. Yeah. Oh. Um, just the intros. Uh, I, I was texting Uncle Todd. So so Uncle Todd and I were watching this live uh, night two. I forgot to mention this. And uh, I texted him uh, when, when uh, McIntyre comes out and he rests the sword on his shoulder. I'm like, I, I, I said something about, you know, Drew's got to be careful. I don't want to nick a carotid artery there with that thing. You know what I mean? It's well, like the, the thing that, that what, what kind of caught my mind first when McIntyre came out because he had the he had the all white sort of thing going he had like the white kilt mm-hmm. for a split second I'm like how did Val Venus get booked <laughs> I didn't know he was on this show is there a legend segment that I'm not aware of and uh, I'm, oh no it's McIntyre that's it's a okay. deep cut that's a deep cut nicely done hello um, ladies that was oh my gosh that, 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 I am Rick Rude for version two point today. <laughs> no, no. Well, I don't know. I, I, I actually think that you could pull that off. I, right. I, I, I think there's a way that you could do that. It would be way more of a comedy thing, though. You'd, yeah. you'd have to really. I'm trying to find a way that isn't like all pun. I was going to say you have to massage that, but that's that's not oh. the way I want to go with that. Jeez. I'm trying to find a way that's not like pun heavy on this. Oh boy. Uh, but anyways, let's just. Let's just let that go. Uh, for for Gunther's intro, uh, I I was texting Uncle Todd about how how I love uh, I, I forget his his hype man's name because it, it used to be um, used to be one thing. I think it changed when you know again. I, I think uh, the the Imperium members were were part of the the cuts that had happened at one point, and then they were brought back. Um, you know, thankfully. Um, but uh, I I love after he does the intro. I mean, j- just the way he he says the ring general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the music starts, and I just love the over dramatic like head pivot at the same time from the two of them to mm-hmm. look over where he is. That was fantastic. What a great intro for him. Um, and you know, just looking like a total badass coming down to the down the aisle and everything. But um, but just just a strong start to the match. Gunther, you know, with with 
with McIntyre and Sheamus knocking Gunther out of the ring, and then just the two of them just starting to beat the hell out of each other. Was just well, but before that, like he was he was basically trying to get them, like you know, I'll stand back so you two can fight, and then yeah. they they beat the hell out of him and toss him out of the ring, and then they start fighting. And which I was like, fight. yes, yeah. Don't you tell us how to start fighting? We'll beat you up. That's now right. we can beat each other up. That's right. It's great. I uh, also got to call out uh, Titus O'Neil. Uh, absolute pleasure on commentary. Oh, he was gosh, cracking yeah. me up. He, he's like. <laughs> He's like, you got to call the police. <laughs> that that should be in, in the WWE shop today. I mean, it really, there's no excuse for it not to be. Absolutely. Uh, just with and every this really chop, was, he was saying that, and it was so funny. Oh, yeah. And it was a race just to see who was going to get their chest busted open first. And, of course, Sheamus won. I mean, oh, yeah. That, that's, she, she, that's Sheamus obvious. won. But there there comes a point in the match where, where, where Gunther and, and McIntyre, oh, my gosh just absolutely laying it in as hard as they possibly could on each other and it was incredible just chop after chop after chop gunther's chest was just torn up afterwards it was so oh yeah incredible um and and, and just the commentators, to the commentator yeah go ahead oh go ahead. yeah no the commentators were giggling and I, I don't think that was like that was a total shoot like they were giggling yeah. at the brutality like cole was downright giddy like he was like apologizing. He's, he he's like, I oh, shouldn't yeah. be laughing at this, but it's just so <laughs> surreal. <laughs> it is because you're you're like, this is supposed to be the fake fighting sport, but these guys are literally beating the yeah. hell out of each other. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it was you incredible. Know? Oh yeah. Just and, incredible. I mean, and friggin' uh, Gunther's clotheslines coming out of the corner. Oh, brutal. Oh, stupid stiff is how I phrased it. Yeah. Stupid stiff. Yeah. And then there was one point where. I, I don't even know where half of this leads to because it was all just like it was like potatoes being thrown left, right, and center. Oh yeah. But I had one note: McIntyre yeeting Sheamus into the into Gunther in the corner. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but apparently it was worth that with an exclamation point at the end of it. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. Oh my. The whole thing though was just it was just so damn stiff of like it, it work. was brutal like like i, was, I have the like, word brutal just literally oh, yeah. through my notes i mean it, like i'm just watching this like this is incredible like this yeah. is a fight i mean the, you know the guys are taking care of each other but at the same time when they're doing those chops and some of those moves i mean they they are really bringing out the the, the reality of it as as much as oh, they yeah. possibly can and you know Seamus be, beating the hell out of McIntyre's chest was just i mean that was impressive i was just like holy moly um well, when he was doing the, the beats of Bowdrin and he yeah. and it was like i thought he was going for 39 yeah. for like wrestlemania yes. 39 like it was almost like a birthday spank sort of thing yes. like he's not stopping and after a while like McIntyre must be like okay okay that's enough enough yeah and i'm, yeah. I'm just gonna crumple he just stop hitting me please dear god enough it was, the, it was a great uh so I, I started following seamus on on instagram quality follow by the way because he, yeah. he does the whole like youtube series of his workout like doing other people's workouts mm. which is, is is pretty interesting just to see what other people are doing but yeah he posted a photo of like him and mcintyre like laying down backstage and they're just like laying like sprawled across like these wooden pallets in like the loading dock area <laughs> like just sweaty just you know like bruised and everything and he's just like pints yes <laughs> like yes yes yeah you you guys definitely earned more than a few pints you know what like absolutely i hope someone else buys them for you <laughs> that's funny that's funny uh what's some other notes uh seamus's white noise from the top was impressive 
Um, McIntyre did a, I, th- I think a, a suicide dive, uh, flying out of the ring. That was incredible. Um, on, on, onto Seamus and I forget if it was Seamus and Gunther or, or just Seamus, but it might've been the two of them. Yeah. Um, great finishers laid on by McIntyre and Seamus, just, you know, McIntyre hitting his, uh, I forget the name of his kick that he does there. Um, uh, yeah. I forget. Anyways, he, he, he does his, his maneuver. Uh, Seamus does, does his boot. I mean, I mean, both were just super impressive, but then Gunther of course has, has to top it all because Gunther power bombs Seamus on McIntyre. Yes. And then he power bombs McIntyre for the pin. And that was just such a great finish to, to, you know, to, to such a brutal match. I mean, it was just like, that's fantastic. Power bomb the one guy on top of the other, and then take the guy on the bottom and beat him up some more and then pin him. It was just, it was brilliant. Just brilliant. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. What a match. What a match. Uh, and anything I missed there? No, no, nothing that, I mean, it's all, it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. So I, I ended up giving this one, uh, actually I'm, I'm going to make, make a last minute change. I'm going to give this four, seven, five, four point seven five stars, four and three quarter. This was near as perfect a match as, as you can have for, for a, you know, for the intercontinental championship, it was really good. And, and just the brutality of the three of them was, I mean, just equal across the board. They, they just were all just beating on each other. It was, it was a fun match to watch. What about you, sir? I gave it four stars. I mean, I not, not to detract anything. I just, it was a brawl and it was an entertaining as hell brawl, but it was a brawl. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I, it told a great story. It was it was fun. It was brutal as all hell. Uh, four stars is is no shame in that game. Not at all. Not not even a little bit. All right. Next match: WWE Raw Women's Championship uh, with Bianca Belair, who uh, is in a one year reign. Uh, this yes. was this was the one year mark, and she was taking on challenger Asuka uh, for uh, the women's championship. Um, so yeah, just in general, great intro uh, for both of them. Oscar uh, always flamboyant, colorful, and uh, impressive. And then Bianca Belair coming out. She had this dance troupe that was kind of doing. Uh, I think I think it was a local Inglewood um, dance troupe that yeah um, I that, forget that was the, uh, involved yeah. there. What was that? Yeah, that was cool. And no, I was trying to remember the name of it because I for some reason the name got stuck in my head for a couple of days and yeah. now I'm, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, yeah. No, they were, they were great. But, and um, she did great with them. Yeah. I, I watched the press conference uh, or listened to it uh, Monday morning uh, with triple H and um, he, he basically shared a story the the one little girl who was kind of like the contortionist. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently uh, her mom passed away earlier that day. And so oh. he, he was just saying like, you know, what does that say about, you know, her come going out and, and you know, he was getting emotional about it too, just seeing how the girls all kind of rallied around her and the fact that she still came out and did this and stuff and, and, and that sort of thing. So he, he was just expressing that in terms of the appreciation for them, you know, coming out and being a part of her intro and stuff. And so, uh, so that was really cool. And, and, you know, Bel Air just, you know, just, just does, does a great job as, as the baby face champ and, uh, and, oh, and yeah. Yeah. So, so the match was good. Um, you know, Belair starts out aggressively, good, good early offense from Asuka. You know, the women just went back and forth and it was a story of Asuka being the submission, um, you know, specialist and Belair being the powerhouse and, uh, and really just, you know, 
Asuka kind of, you know, kind of reversing things that Belair was doing into submission holds and then Belair using her strength to kind of get out of them. And yeah, it was so a great it was a way great for story. them both to get over on that. I, I so, so well done where you didn't have to like have one person just, you know, just making the other one look bad or, or whatever. Right. Like they, they both managed to get over in their respective areas. Like you were just yep. saying, like they both had a, a specific piece of turf and they did really well. Yeah making those stand out yeah, yeah absolutely and yeah they got into a great rhythm in the match um belair's power is just incredible um just you know oh, the, yeah. the, i have a note about her suplexing oscar and i think it was from one move into like a suplex and she just like powered her over into it and it was just mm-hmm. really incredible um i have another note about uh you know great great near falls with and and i don't know if you if, if this makes sense but but you know, I kind of made this note about how there felt like an organic struggle to get to those near falls. You know what I mean? Like if it felt like they were really trying to pin each other, if this was a real kind of contest of them trying to pin you down, you know what I mean? Like mm. they, they just had this sort of scrappiness to what they were doing that I thought was really, it just provided a, a nice kind of feel to the match. You know, it just, it, it just gave yeah. it a different f- flair and, 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 and flavor. So, um, so, so I like that. Um, great struggle on the top turnbuckle. Nice sequence into the armbar submission. But then just, just the belly are powering her, just powering into the KOD was just really, really impressive. So, oh yeah, um, so yeah, just, just a great back and forth between those two and and a, and a fantastic match. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was a fun match to watch. Um, the ending was glitchy. Um, okay. I. I I was I was in it up until the end, but it looks like there was supposed to be a ref bump that turned into an attempted ref bump. Yeah. And then the mist went awry. Yeah. Um, and it felt like at that point, then they were improving a little bit to make things kind of work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it totally doesn't doesn't detract completely from the match, but it mm, it, it it did take. I I had to dock at some points for that because it really did it was a bit of a head scratcher of an ending. You know what I mean? What was your rating? I felt, Oh, sorry. Um, my rating is three stars. Really? Wow. I was, I was about ready to give it three and three quarter stars because I, it was, it was a, it was a, I don't want to get into the, the, into the path of like, Oh, everything is fantastic. Everything is Mm. wonderful. Like, no, it was a good match. I was, it it wasn't to me like a four star match. It was approaching that. But I got it. I mean, man, you got to nail the ending. And it felt like the ending. I felt like the the end. Here's what I think the ending was supposed to be. I think the ending was that Oscar was supposed to get Bel Air with the mist and that Bel Air was actually going to finish the match blind. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just with the way that it, that's the feeling I get. I have no inside information or sources or anything. Yeah, that was just the way I kind of felt like it. And it would have been a much more emotional ending, whereas the ending they had, eh, it's fine but it would have been fine for like a raw match. Like it didn't feel like it was heading. It didn't feel like it, it paid off the emotion of the entire match. That's why to me, the ending seemed really glitchy and I'm like, ah, I kind of wanted the ending that we were supposed to get. Uh, Well, I I had to, I had to take it take off three quarters of a star for that. No, I, I I stand in disagreement. I I felt the, the match had a, 
like I said, had kind of an organic feel at, at times with with some of the near falls they were trying to pull off and and mm-hmm. submissions and uh, just great power finisher at the end. And, you know, yeah, was there a little bit of clunkiness? Sure. But I, I felt overall, uh, you know, four stars. I mean, my, my comment to you, after, you know, as we were entering into this match was I don't know how these these gals are going to stand up to that Intercontinental Championship match because that, that was there was no breathing room between those two matches. There was no mm-hmm. segment to cool the crowd a bit and then get into the women's championship match. They they came out as the next act and and I really feel like they they you know put on a, a you know a you know it wasn't a perfect match but it was a great match and and much better oh, yeah. than than I thought would you know the crowd was locked into it in a way that I didn't think they would be given the emotion of, of that intercontinental match so um, I think it works because Oscar Oscar in and of herself is is over as hell oh my like, gosh uh, yeah yeah and 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 Bianca is too so yeah. I mean it to me it's like that's that's one of like we said about uh, you know, night one, it's like, well, the, this is the only match that's going to be able to follow that one. Yeah. You know, aside from putting aside from putting that IC belt right before the 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 main event, I don't know what else you put in there. And that, this yeah. is a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was something completely different, too. It yeah. was totally different. Yeah. <laughs> that helped. Uh, next uh, intermission sort of segment was with Miz and Snoop Dogg with uh, Shane McMahon coming out uh, before uh, we get to the shenanigans that took place. Uh, 81,395. They they literally broke the record from the night before for a grand total of 161,892 fans attending the two-night WrestleMania extravaganza. Very impressive. Very impressive. Which I and, wonder how – I mean, they announced the first night as a sellout like did they have people sitting in others laps the next night I, I, possibly i'm confused maybe they reconfigured a few things who knows but could be but then snoop snoop brought some folding chairs from his house yeah. like hey man I, ha- I had these out in the garage <laughs> sure <laughs> set them up why you not know? why not draw me I mean, money it's you know what because snoop looks it looks to it seems to me the kind of guy who's like man why did i order these 300 chairs off of amazon oh that's right i was high as hell last night <laughs> Oh, well, put him out in the garage. Uh, Then we get to uh, Shane McMahon coming out for the impromptu match with The Miz. And they start to, uh, you know, Shane does his normal, you know, stupid punch routine in the corner. And then throws The Miz off the ropes, tries to do a leapfrog. And when he lands, just goes down in a heap. And, you know, he tries to get up and just collapses again. And something didn't go right. And it turns out, uh, I think Triple H said in the press conference, he had a blown quad, basically, is what happened there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, And Triple H ought to know about that, because I'm pretty sure that happened to him, too. Which and the does. fact is, like, wasn't it, it was Vince who, who tore both quads coming out to the ring one. It's like, that whole family has quad issues quad like you issues. wouldn't. Like you only read about, it's crazy. Absolutely, uh, but uh, in in a impromptu and improvisational moment, uh, Snoop Dogg decides to uh, give uh, the Miz a couple of uh, socks to the jaw, and then uh, lines him up uh, for for you know realizes he doesn't have any elbow pads to throw, but he takes his glasses off, throws it to the crowd, does the people's elbow in about as slow a run as one can do in the ring. Uh, but man, did he get it elevation been if on he'd done that like- bow? It would have been great if he'd done the crip walk, like instead of the run. <laughs> that, would, that would have been that would have been much better. That is that is. But true. I mean, for something that came that apparently was come up with on the fly. I mean, yeah. hey, aces, aces. I gave this one star. It was an awful segment, but uh, Snoop saved it, and and I got to give him a star for the effort. So, all right. Well, I've got I've got three different ratings for this one. Okay. So, when when I heard the Shane McMahon, here come the money. Mm-hmm. We were at three stars because right. I mean, three stars I, I got to. Yep. 
I mean, I'm not a fan of his dad, but you know what? Uh, someone who has a total disregard for their own well-being and sanity, I'm a fan. Is Aces um, in your book? Yeah, and then then when, of course, inevitably, the, the inevitable McMahon weak quad uh, <laughs> <laughs> takes him down. <laughs> Then, then, then we plummeted to about negative a hundred stars because I'm like, this right. is now the worst that it could possibly be. Um, but then, Snoop swooping in to save the day, yes, with with the with the people's elbow, uh, you know, then the Inglewood that, bow. Yeah, there we go. Maybe we've 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 come up with something new. Um, so then we're back up to I'll, I'm going to give it a solid two point five because the wow. the. Pe- the people's bow, the, the Englewood bow was worth a hundred and two and a half stars. Very nice. So that, that was a journey to get there, but <laughs> we got there. Uncle Todd has a very uh, precise system. He uses in all of these. Ratings. I just make crap up. It's very precise. All right. Next match uh, was the hell in the cell match uh, between Finn Balor and edge. Um, this this yeah. had a, a great buildup. Um, I had read some rumors that Gangrel potentially was going to be there to to you know walk the aisle with Edge, you know, as he was kind of coming out in his brood sort of uh, mode there. But that that was not uh, a thing. Instead, we had the crazy disco skeleton face that he was wearing. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really felt like he needed to pick an intro because it was really weird yeah. going with like brood edge i'm like have has he used that before was that like a graphic or something he, i remember that he did use it before i don't think they used that graphic but last summer slam when he fought seth rollins or maybe it was two summer yeah. slams ago he decided to go way back to that that brood mentality um which is cool which is cool i just yeah yeah but the problem was it wasn't the original brood music yeah i, I didn't like the music i don't know why they didn't use the old music because that that music is much cooler but um and then he kind of completely blew the fact off that he was this brooding and this darker version of edge by then going to his regular music and doing his regular shtick yeah would have been better yeah. Would have been better just to pick one of them. Indeed. You know? Indeed. And then Balor's entrance, oh, just, it, it doesn't work in the light. No. It doesn't. Like, you need darkness and you need that, you need that fog to, like, Hey, but he completely... had the smoke sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that was. And then I think he reloaded at one point. I think they, they cut away because I, I, yeah. I noticed he handed something to someone and then they come back and he has them again. It's like, oh, yeah, they didn't time that out very well, did they? Yeah, between that, it was like it was just a bad Burning Man second tier act. It yeah. was just not good, but and there wasn't even any good drugs involved. That's the other mm. part. It's just like none of that's none of that was good. But anyways, what are you gonna do? But as I commented to you, and as I put in my notes, yes. one thing that I was thankful they finally did, and maybe this was one of the final touches that Triple H could put in there is finally Demon Balor was completely different from Finn Balor. You know what I mean? Like, this mm. is the one problem I always had with this Demon thing he did, is he would dress up in this way. He would, you know, I mean, impressive body paint and everything, come down to the ring, and he would wrestle exactly the same way that Finn Balor would. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you painted yourself up, but what did that really, like, Like, what is this Demon thing supposed to be? This match, and I don't know if it was because of the cell, or, or I mean, probably the cell had something to do with it, but he comes down and he's like this savage. 
and it was a very different feel to the Balor character than what we typically get as, you know, Judgment Day Balor. And I really liked it. I, I mean, this is what I finally wanted to kind of see was, you know, him, you know, kind, and, and really he kind of dominates most of the match. You know, I'm like, I, he, you know, Edge throws a lot at him and he keeps coming at him. And, mm-hmm. and so I like the relentlessness that they were trying to, you know, bring out in his character. Um, that, that happened until he, he had a ladder thrown at his head. <laughs> well, yeah. Edge was digging out all the greatest hits. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And that was actually one of his greatest hits because yeah. uh, Finn managed to, he protected himself very well everywhere except for where that step yep. was going to hit him straight in the skull and uh, that didn't work out so well and you can find it online folks if you want to google it uh that gash in his head was pretty nasty (laughs) oh yeah it's gnarly oh my gosh only thing that covered up was a face paint and then like his dark dark hair yeah i mean that's that's it otherwise i mean juice would have been but he was bleeding profusely so apparently what they did was they they applied a numbing agent to him and they stapled the scar shut for the at least to get the bleeding to stop for the duration of the match. And so Edge kind of vamped for a little bit. He, he went out to the outside of the ring, grabbed some more uh, weapons because, hey, you know, when you crack a guy's head open, more weapons is what you need. Oh, um, well, yeah, totally. And, uh, and you know, the match continued. I, I do want to take a step back to the early part of the match. Really loved how Edge trapped Balor yes. with the kendo sticks. Uh, in that the was awesome. Th- that was such a, an innovative spot. And... Uh, I loved how when he, when I forget what edge did to, to hit Balor, but after that Balor's like dead, you know, he's <laughs> just like hanging yeah. there. <laughs> yes. I think it was a drop kick. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then of course, one of my favorite moments was when he, when he went out and got the table and, and you had the text of the night, sir, where you were like, the table got a bigger pop than Rousey. <laughs> Amen. Like, and, and deservedly. So the, the table contributed more to the show. The table was rousy. <laughs> and it should be. As it should be. Oh my gosh. That ought to be in that ought to be in Rhonda's next contract negotiations. Rhonda, you got out cheered by a table. Yeah. A piece of furniture yep. got a bigger pop than you. Yep. Let's talk about your bonus structure. Indeed. Indeed. Uh love the drop kick from Balor on the edge outside of the ring where he put him through the table. That was nasty. Um you know, again, and this is what I love. Like Balor was just out of control. Like he he grabbed these chairs. He was mm. just like throwing them at Edge. And I mean, Edge was just like take. <laughs> he was just like taking them. Like oh oh yeah yeah, th- th- just hucking them at him, which was great. I was like, that's a new way of doing that. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, the the ladder uh, impaler DDT was sick. Um. The I I had this thought. It, it was funny in the beginning of the match. I had this thought about wouldn't it be cool because Balor's character being what it was, of like wouldn't it be cool if he gets on like the top turnbuckle and then just decides to jump on the side of the cage and do something crazy off the side? And sure enough, sure mm. enough, toward the end he does that. He the, and they even had like a little platform. Uh, yeah, he, which was, he, took me out of it because I'm like, that's not usually yeah, there. Yeah. You know, like uh, I, I get it, but, but yeah. he goes and he does the 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 coup de gras off the side of the cage was just crazy easy but uh but great spear and then and then edge you know he went old school nasty concerto to 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 take uh demon ballard down and put him you know put him to sleep and so uh edge comes out on top 
Indeed. Great you Hell in a Cell sir? match, though. Great Hell in a Cell match. And and just a distinct one uh, on its own. I mean, it just had a different feel to it. It didn't need, you know, people climbing to the top of the cage and all this sort of thing. It was just a great contained match. And, and I think a lot of it had to do with the Balor character being very different and being this relentless presence and Edge really you know, I felt like the story here was Edge really having to dig deep into the dark side to, you know, especially at the end when he did the concerto, that, that was brood edge. I think at that point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but what did you have for what a reading, would, sir? Um, this is a tough one because uh, hell in a cell generally is just tough because you're competing against history. Mm-hmm. And the first two hell in a cell matches, everybody's been trying to live up to those ever since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of missteps. There's been more missteps than there have been, you know, great Hell in a Cell matches, quite honestly. I mean, do we need to go back to Kennel in a Cell? Um, uh, you know, and and do we need to talk about, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, wasn't it Randy Orton lighting the fiend on fire or right. something like that? Right. You know, I mean, so there's all this history. I mean, even though a lot of it's bad, the, the stuff that's really good is freaking iconic. And living up to that, you get to that point where it's like, you know, like when, when uh, you know, Mick Foley talks about when he re- was going to wrestle Sabu and that there was people in the bingo hall who legit thought someone was going to die in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of almost the level you're at. And I think they did a great job of, of, as you said, doing a different type of match. It's a contained match. No one escaped the cage. No one climbed to the top of the cage. It was all contained and it was it did. They actually the cell did what it was supposed to do. Um, and it was brutal. I gave it a, and it was I gave brutal. it three and a half stars. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it, it, it was what it was and it did it very well. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was worth, I didn't think it was, you know, match of the night or anything like that, but it was still, it was great, you know, for it, it, it definitely goes in the pro column for, for, and, 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 and I probably ought to give it an extra couple uh marks just for the fact that we didn't have the red cell we were back to the normal gray silver chain link yes. cell yep which i think is 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 just a much better vibe than the red cell i agree i agree what did you have this one at sir i had this at four and a half stars i, I thought this was wow. a well, okay. well done match it was brutal it was violent it was gritty um balor gets a lot of credit for bringing that out i think him you know, like I said, just being this relentless presence and, you know, just, cons- just constantly, you know, coming at edge. Um, it, it was just very different. And, and I like the feel of it. And, you know, like you said, edge didn't really feel like brood edge when he, you know, kind of came to the ring, but by the end of the match, he was in a dark place and, and Balor brought him there. And, and mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the story being told was, you know, he had to go to those lengths to beat him, to put him down. And so, uh, so yeah, no, I, I thought, um, you know, and this was great for Balor too. I mean, it, you know, you're, you're one match away from the main event of WrestleMania. You're in this, you know, great match with this legend, this Hall of Famer, and and you put on a heck of a show with a gash in your skull. So, I mean, I don't know. Bal- Balor comes out, you know, a winner on this one too, even though he lost the match. But I, I gave this four and a half because I, I really liked it. I thought it was really, really well done. Fair enough. All right. Well, we've gone through them all. We're down to the final match. And boy, you and I have some things to say about this one. Um, mm-hmm. The For the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship, Cody Rhodes versus the Tribal Chief, or maybe after this one, the Tribal Thief, <laughs> Roman Reigns. 
Listen, Shmuley, don't start getting cute now. I'm, I'm not. I'm not in the mood. All right. All right. No. No. No more hijinks from Shmuley. All right. Um. But uh, yeah. No. Just. Just. Uh, I think both. Both men had great intros. I thought it was a nice touch. You know. You know. Cody with his family and and presenting the the belt to the the late Luke Harper's son um, was mm. was a was a great. You know, I, I just thought that was a nice feel-good moment sort of thing. Uh, Roman, of course, had a great intro, great big fight feel to to, to the match, as as has been the case. Um, love in the beginning, uh, you know, Reigns, you know, not kind of getting off to a great start, and Heyman advising him on the outside, yelling at him about who he is, and then shortly after chastising him, you hear from the background, "I love you, my tribal chief." <laughs> yes. Well, actually, Heyman every time. Let's go back just for a moment. Yes, go ahead. Like, like Roman Reigns got the. I, I just had this one note down. Piano bar treatment for Roman. Possible fifteen minute entrance incoming. Like I was like, yeah. oh god, we've got like all these grand pianos they drug out. Like it's going to take him forever to get to the ring, but it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I love that moment where you know where he did. He was like, you know, finish him, and then there was this. There was that gap of. My tribal chief. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, oh, like, oh, wait, I forgot. Like, like in one moment he's coaching him and he's like, you know, remember who you are. He's coming. He's got to come to you. You don't go to, you know, he's giving him good advice. My tribal chief. And then he walks yeah. away. I love you, my tribal chief. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Freaking Heyman's just Paul so good Heyman. at that. I love him. Oh, um, my gosh. I thought it was, more, it was nice to note um, two things, uh, that Reigns was defending the same title three WrestleManias in a row. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it makes you, it just makes you realize like, oh crap, he's had this belt a long time. Yes, he has. Um, it's kind of weird that it's the fact that they always, it's a universal title. They don't, like, we're not talking about the WWE championship anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just the universal title is, is kind of all, that's I'm wondering. That's the belt he has the longest reign with. He's had the WWE uh, championship, I think, for a year. Okay, that's right. Because he, he um, essentially unified the belts, I think, last year or brought them together last year. I think. Okay. So, yeah. Um, the other thing I thought was nice was uh, commentators connecting uh, Cody coming to Hollywood as a kid. And, oh, yeah. and the fact yep. that he's coming back to Hollywood for this event, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was kind of funny. Like, as the match started out, the only way I could come up with it, like, Cody's offense feels very different than the way a lot of other, uh, other workers are right now. Like, yeah. it feels very much of a throwback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's just something about just the way he works that feels like it's definitely it's he's he's grabbing stuff from back in his dad's era and using it and mm-hmm. it, it does help give him this different style from from other folks working right now yeah yeah uh, i did find it amusing um that at one point uh cody was rolling back into the ring to break up the count when he'd already been out there for like five minutes yeah I'm like, yeah. you could have counted to 10 literally 20 times by now. And yeah. Now we're going to roll in. Okay. All righty. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some great cells, though. There was one one clothesline that Roman hit him with, and he did the full-on somersault. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Boom. Like, oh. Was, look, look phenomenal. Man. Look phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he's another one of those guys that, like, he can make he can make his opponent look like a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good back and forth between them. Um, you know, Solo's interference, you know, during the match, you know, helped kind of underscore that underdog, you know, kind of status, um, you know, with Cody uh, and, and you know, just, you know, every time he was starting to get a leg up on Roman, he, he would, you know, kind of uh, interrupt that with, you know, 
you know, he didn't hit him with a chair, did he? I I forget. He hit him with something. I forget what it was. I don't know. But he, he, there was some interference on the outside. Like Cody was trying to get in the ring and he would like, you know, run up and like chop block him or something like that. But anyways. Yeah. My notes started getting very sparse in this match because I was, I was pretty well locked in on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's same thing with me. I mean, I, I, I don't have a whole lot, you know, in terms of, you know, the action. I mean, I just have things like, you know, there was some nice rallies by Cody on Reigns with the cutter. Good. I mean, the, the near falls were just incredible. Um, yeah. You know, it was weird though. At one point Reigns was setting up the announce tables and I was like, okay, I'm very confused because we, we have a count out happening, mm-hmm. but is it no DQs? Cause I would assume that like smashing a dude through, uh, through the announce table would count as a disqualification in some way, shape or form, yeah, unless it was allowable. a no DQ. It's allowable. It, yeah, I mean, that is one thing that I'm like, okay, if you're going to have some rules, you got to at least try to adhere to them a little bit Yeah, yeah. just to try and keep things straight. So, uh, you know, but that was, you know, and of course they, they did the ejection of Solo from the ringside. And of you're course he comes here. back. Yep. You know, yep. so yeah, the whole thing was, uh, it, Co- got, it got messy. Cody breaking out the figure four was fantastic. I thought that was great. Yes. Uh, yeah, great counters by both men. Um, you know, Roman had a great spear in near fall. Um, tried to put the guillotine on him. That that was great drama. He pulled out of it. Um, Jimmy and Jay coming down. Um, you know, was you know another challenge for Cody to overcome. Owens and Zayn come down and take care of them. Continue to build that drama. Just great back and forth. They have this great back and forth when they're just like staggering, like they're just like exhausted, just like throwing punches at each other. The crowd was like totally with them through it all. And then mm-hmm. Cody bringing out the dusty jabs, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The bionic elbow, the flip flop and fly. Bingo. Oh. Bingo. Oh. oh, so good. And then, so good. and then we get the sequence where he gives Reigns uh, one crossroads, rolls over, picks him up, gives him a second one, rolls over, picks him up. And then, of course, the wise man gets onto the ring. And it's like, all right, here we go. And then out of nowhere, there's Solo with the uh, Samoan spike. And uh, Reigns hits the, hits the uh, spear. Uh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a title retention, not the the happy ending to the story that we were hoping for. Cody loses. I was mm-hmm. beside myself, and and you, sir. Uh, so if you're going to credit me for the, uh, you know, great great quote of the night with the table being more over than Rousey, you also had an equally good quote when you wrote back and you're like, "Do you think they'll go with a dusty finish?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I mean, it seems appropriate that would be phenomenal if that's what they end up doing and and i was literally waiting for it i i honestly was waiting for something like i thought they would do something like that they restart the match or whatever and nope nothing uh, that was the end reigns retained cody sitting in the ring looking despondent and mm-hmm. i just you know my comments were uh you know, why did they throw the story away um it was a great match with an absolutely crappy ending um I, I was I was really upset or I mean, not upset in that I was, you know, sad. It was just like I was aggravated. You know, I was like super aggravated because I thought this was a great time to bring, you know, Cody to to prominence with the belt. Um, just really don't understand the logic behind the decision other than, well, certain people apparently sold the company and decided to make money and uh, take back creative control, I guess. So, um but uh but yeah no i i i thought i thought the ending made absolutely zero sense for for you know kind of where the story was going i do have some thoughts you know kind of post after this but uh before we get there what were your thoughts on the match sir what was your rating 
okay, let's let's get the rating out of the way. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically match up with you on this. Uh, four and three quarter stars. It was near perfect. Uh, you know, I know that I detracted stars for other matches and and mm-hmm. the the ending, especially, and then even Seth Rollins just not agreeing with the premise. Um, in this one, I can't I I can't take away what was a hell of a match yeah. and what was an emotional match and what yep. what told a story all the way through. Yeah. Um. So four and three quarter stars. Sunday night. I was I I was like okay well I, I was surprisingly zen uh, compared to you know the the person who was talking earlier in this show about the whole thing because I was like okay well obviously there's some there's got to be something going to happen with this down the road I don't know what it is but of course that's that's how it works like I think I even said to you at some point like if if this story is going to continue and you don't know where it's going isn't that kind of where you want to be in progress in this story mm-hmm. like that's where you want to be you don't want people to understand where it's going to go next yeah that's that's that that gives you the twist and turns of the story um so i was kind of optimistic at that point knowing what i know now <sighs> yeah it's it's just gone and yeah. it's it is a wasted opportunity you wasted all that time you, that was invested in this you took a a great story that you could have paid off and uh you you tossed it in the trash yeah and it's a shame. It's and it's a shame because this this had legs. This mm-hmm. this should have if if it weren't going to end here, it should have ended there in terms of like in, in in terms of Cody getting the belts and then Roman chasing. Yeah. And then watching the further and and hey, maybe it was only maybe it only ends up being like a month and then Roman gets the belt back. Yeah. But now things are different and you know however that works. Like there was legs to this thing depending on which way you want to go with it but now knowing what we know of wwe creative mm-hmm. it's just dead now so that's disappointing so i'm just glad that we at least got a we got a really good match out of it i guess yeah and and, and that's what i was disappointed with as well because you know i i go back to when i watched wrestlemania as a kid and you know the, wrestlemania is kind of the 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 bookend of if if wrestling had a season it, it's from one wrestlemania to another and so it's a mm-hmm. way to close a chapter and that's how triple h kind of described it in, in the press conference but his point was but the story isn't over you know and 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 he, which is nice to say but that's what he was told to say probably, probably. i that's and that's my thought process yeah. but but i do understand it because um, and, and this is one of the things I want to kind of, you know, comment on is, is I, I did read, you know, from some folks who were commenting on these columns that I read and, you know, kind of the build up to WrestleMania is, uh, you know, and, and even after this match, like, you know, maybe they did this because there was a sense that maybe Cody hadn't faced enough adversity, you know, and, and so maybe they're, they're delaying it maybe for another year or until SummerSlam. Um, yeah. to, to have excuse, him, you know, yeah. fight, you know, fight through some challenges to, you know, cause we did say when we saw Royal Rumble, it was a little surprising. He came back from injury, um, as number 30, um, not number one, but number 30. And, you know, yes, he had that great exchange with Gunther, but, um, you know, did, you know, it, it, will he have gone through enough to have earned the moment? You know, I kind of feel like he did. I mean, the guy wrestled a hell in a cell match with a completely torn peck and performed a, a, admirably and and really above expectations with Seth Rollins before he had to walk away for a period of time to heal up. 
He came back. He's been having solid matches with everyone that he's been with. Um, I don't know that that was really a reason. Um, and as we've been talking about, there really is no reason because the man who brings the, a lack of reason to creative is, is back in charge. Um, so I, I don't, t- I, you know, I don't really buy that argument. And I think, you, you know, I, I think there was enough challenge that he overcame that I think it would have worked. The thing I'm starting, you know, now I've had a few days to process it and I, and I see what they're doing with Brock Lesnar and I know Vince is in charge, but, and as you said, sir, I'm probably being a, a optimist of optimists, but if they are doing a story where he's going to have to overcome some challenges, either over the course of this year, or at least up until SummerSlam, will that make for a greater emotional moment? Will that build the aura of him more? It all depends on how it's executed. And to your point, you know, you, you have a very pessimistic view of it, understandably. I, I understand that. And, and I do share that pessimism as well, but I do think it would be kind of an interesting story if they take him going to war with Brock Lesnar and Cody is able to put Lesnar down quickly, not quickly in terms of like five minutes matches, but he has one match and he beats him and he comes back to, to Roman and Heyman and he says, you couldn't do this. It took you three years to do what I just did in one match and, and starting to poke holes in the legacy of the tribal chief a little bit, have him still, you know, beg off. Then you get to money in the bank. Cody wins the money in the bank. Now Cody can cash in whatever he wants. That's kind of an interesting angle. So I'm, I am kind of wondering if there is a method to the madness to some degree that there might be more compelling stories to be told with him chasing a little bit longer where maybe you take it to the next WrestleMania and that's when he finally gets crowned or you, you do it at SummerSlam. To your point, though, and I know what you're going to say, because of who's in charge, though, the, there is a complete lack of trust and faith. And so I get it. Um, probably isn't going to happen. But but that's that's my thinking. I, I, I started Sunday night, late Sunday night, being like really irritated by the whole thing. And then after, you know, listening to the press conference and kind of think and seeing what they did on Raw, as bad as Raw was, it is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, kind of to joke about this a little bit, it, it you know, having him face Lesnar is, is kind of Cody's version of hard times, if you will. So <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but that that's just my thinking is that I all things being equal, if we take Vince out of the equation for a moment, I think I get a little bit of the rationale behind maybe extending it a bit further. You 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 let Roman build his mystique at, at, with this with this unprecedented reign he's been on, and you also get your top babyface to build his aura up even more, so that when he does win, it feels even more earned than maybe before. But we have to bring reality back in, and Vince is in charge, so that's going to be what it's going to be what say you sir all right let's go at this one at a time um the excuse i heard uh was well you know it was always going to be roman reigns versus rock and or uh or or cody Mm -hmm. and in those scenarios it was always roman retaining the title Mm. which i'm like okay i mean sure fine Whatever. I mean, you can say that, but I mean, you knew a while ago that rock wasn't an option. Uh, and so then you you say, OK, well, Cody's the option. So you're telling me in the past couple months when you knew rock was out of this and Cody is the way you're going. You didn't like there's no second thought. About. Maybe 
this is the time to shift this championship. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that like it was just well nope that's what we decided to do back in December so that's what we're gonna do like okay that's that sounds very unreasonable and rigid um, especially in a business where you kind of have to improvise from time to time but okay sure um, the idea like to me is even if this is going forward you still could have taken the the belt off Roman mm-hmm. because the the fact is Roman is a part time player yeah. So and it, the, the tough thing about having someone chase the part time player is you're always going you're going with the intermediaries. So there was a couple times that, you know, you had to have the, the, the Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes show, which was fan frickin tastic. But you can't keep that going forever. Eventually, you, 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 you have to cut through all that. And so how are you going to continue this with a guy who is part time at best at this point? It sounds actually from the rumors that I heard is Roman's taken like a substantial amount of time off. Yeah. Like he's taken a chunk of time off. Yeah. What are you doing now? Like this would have actually been an interesting and to say and to go to your point, like he hasn't faced enough adversary. Okay, I can see that point. Like it does make sense. A way to do that would have been if he had the belt, held it and then maybe he loses the belt. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has to he has to chase, and then it comes into I, you know what I didn't deserve this, yeah. But I will when I get it back because mm-hmm. now I know. Yeah, maybe that's an angle. There, what I'm trying to say is there are options here. Yeah, and just by saying, well, oh no, it's this, and oh no, it's that. It's no, well, okay. So no one no one brought this up. Yeah. No, it it basically to me it just comes down, and the fact is you can't like I can't take Vince out of the scenario. Because that is the dude who is running everything. And he's shown that he's such a micromanager that you can't take him out of the equation. Yeah. He holds all the cards. It's his thing. Mm-hmm. He is going to do what he wants to do. Right. And I would love to follow your scenario. But the fact is, ain't no way in hell Brock Lesnar is going to allow Cody Rhodes to come out and beat him in a match. Like, not, not just, like, first shot out. I don't think... I don't think Brock is going to let Cody beat him at all. Mm. No way, no how. Yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen. Because I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it comes into money. Brock does. I don't think I don't think Brock needs money at this point. Mm. I, I think that I think Brock seems like he's a pretty simple cat who he's got his farm and he's got his stuff. And if he decided to walk tomorrow, I think he's going to be all right because mm. he, he he's had sponsorships. He's done his UFC thing. He's I, I think he's been compensated well enough that he doesn't have to do this for the money. I think he does it now because it's I think he's at a point in his life where I think there was actually a a bit that I read about him or something where he's just like it's he quit before because of the travel. Mm-hmm. But now because he's he's I don't think he does house shows. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. I think now it's like he shows up to TV and it's like now he can just be backstage with the guys and he can go out in the ring and do his thing. And and that's fun. I think he's literally at a point where it's like, if it if it's not fun anymore, all right, hey, howdy, I'll see you. I'll just come pick up my ring when you guys put me in the hall at some point, maybe. Oh, well, he, he is, a, but he is wise to the business. And if, if there is some money to be made and if there's some, uh, you know, something interesting they can do, he, you know, he, he's lost before. So it's, well, it's, but yeah, he's but not there's, above losing, so... If there's money to be made, but he turned down the whole Bray Wyatt thing in a quick heartbeat. And I'm sure there's well, been other things that he's turned down. And, and but that's understandable. Again, rightfully so. That's understandable, though, because Bray's character is so weird and so different 
that it was having a negative effect on, you know, like really Seth Rollins was completely derailed in terms of his run when he went and faced, you know, you know, the, um, the fiend. Now that was because of the foolish booking of who was in charge at the time. And so, you know, again, to your point, Vince is back. Vince seems to be in charge. So it's, it's just not going to go in, in a very creative and, and, you know, compelling direction because he just doesn't know how to tell very good stories anymore so which actually dovetails nicely because then of course the next night on raw uh we have seth freaking rollins coming out for one of the most dumbass segments ever where he walks out so that people can literally sing along to his theme music and leaves yeah yeah doesn't say a word yep nothing happens there's no encounters. It's sing along with Seth and peace out. Yep. That was a segment on the Raw after WrestleMania. So, yeah, to say creatives in safe hands is a stretch and a half. Yes. But overall. So where are we heading from here? But overall, uh, I would say this was probably one of the best events uh, best WrestleManias that I've watched in a very long time. Um, just, oh, yeah. just the matches, yeah. the match quality was off the charts and outside of two or maybe three matches that were clunky, the, the card was solid from top to bottom. It, it was, it was really, really a great, great event. So yeah. as much as we're a little downtrodden and, uh, disappointed that, uh, you know, the roided up Walt Disney is back to run, run his own circus. Um, we are, uh, you know, we, we are appreciating and enjoying, uh, you know, what was WrestleMania 39, uh, even though the main event of night two did not go exactly the way that we wanted. So, nope. (sighs) Deep cleansing breath. Absolutely. Well, this is now normally the part of the show where we do and another thing and we talk about things that we like. But we both hate everything. So <laughs> we're just going to call it a night. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're going to, we're just going to try and, you know, go hug our families, think cheerful thoughts, and try and forget that, you know, mustache that looks like someone dragged a cat turd across Vince McMahon's <laughs> upper lip. And as I texted, the man they call Tim. It's too bad that somebody didn't. Oh, yes. I'd I'd pay good money for that. Um, I actually, uh, Jim Cornette uh, had a comment about you know the fact that his hair is dyed so his hair is dyed so black that that uh, lightning bugs are gonna follow him around in the dark. I'm like I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> like yeah, there's, I, I don't, there's some green and then a couple of going on there. And then I like, oh, I, I mean, as like Jerry Lewis telethon, like, you know, die level going on, oh, boy. like just cry on spray on hair at this point, I think. Yep. And then a couple of, of, of woolly caterpillars for like eyebrows that are also dyed. Oh, it's, it's, it's wretched. And he's a wretched, which actually, you know what? He's a wretched human being. So it fits. It does it fit. Fits. It does fit. <sighs> But anyways, that is WrestleMania 39, the last glimmering hope <laughs> of the Triple H creative era. And now, you know what? I am, you know what? In the in the name and the spirit of reconciliation, I am actually going to to say to take a step forward. I want to thank 
Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I want to thank him because this piece of crap is going to save me $4.99 every month going forward because I don't have to have Peacock now. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to watch Night Court? <laughs> I kind of do, actually. It's actually been pretty good. But, but you know what? It's the principle of the thing. And yes, four ninety nine because I'm the cheap ass who has the one that still has commercials. I'm trying to save that four dollars. I don't want to go up to the nine ninety nine, the five dollars. I don't want to go up to that ten dollar one. No, 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 no. Oh, boy. Let me let me be cut right about this. I still watch like the the eight commercials in be you know before you start a movie. But yeah, you're gonna save me some money. So thank you, Vince, and and in the spirit of uh, of Uncle Corny. Uh, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> Is that how we're ending the show? <laughs> nope. That's uh. And, uh now I would like to. I'm just. I, I needed a pause there. Right, well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, thank you to all the members of the Free Range Idiocy Congregation who have stuck through yet another seven-hour show. We do certainly appreciate your patience, your fortitude. Uh, basic levels of insanity for listening to this entire show. Thank you so much. If you have not yet subscribed, you can go to freerangeadc.com. That has all of our episodes there. You can find them, download them individually or en masse if you would. Uh, we, you can also subscribe to the Podbean app. If you have enough apps in your life and you just want to get it through some other place, we are also on Podbean. We're on Google Podcasts. We are on uh, uh, Spotify. We're on Pandora. We're on Apple Podcasts. A whole bunch of other uh, podcast purveyors that you can find us on. Just search for Free Range EDC and you'll surely find us. We are on the Facebook. We are on the YouTubes. You can also get full episodes on YouTube as well. The YouTubes is a great place. Um, and uh, we're also on Instagram. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to mention Twitter because now Vincent McMahon has taken over uh, my hatred from Mollusk. So, you know, just never mind. Uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, ideas for shows, you can send those to Tim at FreeRangeEDC.com and he'll be back to you ASAP, PDQ, if not sooner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, because quite honestly, I'm probably going to have a stroke if I keep talking. Uh, I'm going to pass this off to the lesser, uh, the, the less idiotic of the two idiots who run this show. That would be the man they call Tim. But not before I ask the second most important question in all of human history. The first, of course, being what is hip? The second being, the hell did we learn this show besides the fact that Vince McMahon is a dumpster fire of fiery dumpster garbage dumpster stuff? Uh, we have learned the following, my friend. Uh, oh, good. We, we, we have learned uh, Uncle Todd uh, utilizes this podcast as, as a means of, of anger management, <laughs> where, where he is able to verbally verbally get I'm out. managing too much very well right now. <laughs> He's able to verbally get out the frustrations, uh, especially uh, those uh, you know brought about by one Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, in, in a constructive in slightly unfiltered way. Uh, the man they call Tim, uh, we've also learned, uh, will, uh, you know, is, is ever the optimist, e even though he, he kind of knows deep down that, that, that the pessimistic view is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, uh -huh. but uh, always holding out hope. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to look at uh, wrestling from the periphery, and if something looks interesting, uh, get Uncle Todd hooked back in at that four ninety nine up to the peacock. Oh, no, you won't. No, <laughs> you won't. Uh, we have also learned uh, that, uh, you know, the McMahons, 
not the strongest quads in the world. And uh, Shane proved that once again with that leapfrog. That that, that was painful to watch and, and probably even more painful for him. So for the, now I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to Google. Has Steph had any like quad issues too? Like I don't think so. It seems like it runs in the family. It's, so. it's a very bizarre thing. I think it's just on the men. You know, Triple H, Shane, Vince, you know. Uh, and uh, mm, whatever we, we have also learned uh, that Snoop Dogg is capable of dropping an impressive bow, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with that people's elbow. His yeah, rope he... technique, not so much. No, no, he's got to work on that a little bit. But uh, once again, uh, to reiterate uh, the words of Uncle Todd, we do thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience uh, at this near two hour and some odd minute odyssey that we've been on of of venting of spewing venom of of talking about fine wrestling of, of chest slaps of, of gunther and his entrance of all of it we, we we thank you and and we appreciate it and as we like to close down things here on the range uh be safe be healthy be kind be good to one another and uh you know turn out the lights because let's face it you don't want to look at vince mcmahon right now <laughs> It's just, it's just creepy. Oh. It's like, it's like someone took a marionette and, and they like, they, they dipped it in crap. So you got, that explains the mustache. And then, and then they just set it out. Mm-hmm. Like one of those creepy dolls that people have in their house and you walk in their house, you're like, Hey, so you, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And then you're, you're sitting there and you're trying to have a conversation and you look over and the thing's eyes are following you around the room. Mm-hmm. That's Vince McMahon right now. And so with all that being said, please hit the lights on the way out. <laughs> like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? You know, you're you're really pretty. Oh, stop. No, I'm I'm serious. You could you could be in magazines. You you could. You can, and, and not just like jugs or or creamsicle. Get out and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. If you're Triple H, like seriously, why would you continue to work there? That's my I, big question. I don't like know. at what point does he just go, I got my money. I've got my wife and my kids. Yeah. I don't need this. Yeah. You know? Or is he just that invested? I don't I don't It's a good question. Patrick. <sighs> Patrick, get get Triple H on the phone for me. Oh good God. Is he, are you gonna have him spell again? I know it's late. How many H's? <laughs> that that's a good one. <laughs> okay, I, I said triple. Oh my gosh. How many is triple? Shouldn't be taking this long, Patrick. It's a mm-hmm. pretty simple question. Mm-hmm. Okay, why don't you go lie down? Because you're starting to sweat. <laughs> Just go go lay down. Don't hurt yourself. Did, yeah, did, go. Did he eat that fish-smelling beef or something? Is that what happened? I don't know. It still stinks in here, though. I had my door closed, Is but it's like back. The meat sweats or the fish sweats? I don't know. I think he has a bucket hidden in there and... I don't think he empties it every day. Yeah. Well, that's your burden to bear, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, pal. (laughs) Enjoy. Now get the hell out of here!